and welcome to Exiting Through the 2010s, a podcast where we reflect and dissect the movies of the past 10 years. I'm your host, Jack Draper. With me is our co-host, Claire Williams. Is there a song that triggers any of you? Do you have like a trigger of a song? Um, when Come On Eileen speeds up. Like the well, but like, what does it trigger in you? Like, just what like, motion? I gotta start Happiness? dancing. I don't know. It's like just, it, like endorphins just pump into you? I guess yeah. I mean like weddings I suppose I don't know mm-hmm. <laughs> like what oh, go ahead Southern Girls by Cheap Trick if you guys ever heard it uh, listen to it if you haven't and that song definitely like triggers some really happy endorphins in me and I have to start like moving and dancing I mean there's some great songs and like songs I hear I'm like hell yeah I'm like you know this I'm, I'm in a great mood but like if I think of like a song that like triggers me good or bad the one that has like the most extreme uh, reaction within me is Hurt by Johnny Cash. Cause mm-hmm. I got, I got through a bad breakup with that song. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Like I was at, like, I was just like post breakup and I was just like, I haven't cried. I want to cry. How can I cry? And I just put that song on and I cried. <laughs> Any collection Cause it's like uh, the saddest song ever made. Do you remember if we were shout gave that a shout out in our Logan episode since it was I feel so like we did. in the trailer? I feel like we did. I think, yeah, I think, I think so we did too. mention that in the Logan episode. But that's a good song. But that's like the only song where I'm like, if I listen to it now, I'm just going to be like, I remember. I didn't realize, <laughs> I know what it's like. I didn't realize what you were <clears throat> referencing with this like random prompt at first. I thought it was something you thought of. And then I realized it was like a thing that's No, I'm not, that, I, I'm not that creative. I, I, don't, I, I can't think that like just and it's not like randomly random prompts questions. are a yeah. thing every episode. Usually it's like an observation or like a dad joke sometimes it's a joke sometimes you know mm-hmm. sometimes yeah. it's a pun sometimes it's a physical some physical comedy is thrown in there but That's this, is the thing, this is the thing that all really of the unfriended episode silver linings playbook because he has the he has the trigger in this exactly song. Uh, now Topical. i understand it took me mm-hmm. like it took me a few minutes to get that oh no worries it's a very small part of the movie <laughs> that i don't expect anyone to know off the bat and so viewer, listeners of this podcast would probably all, all curious what the fuck is he talking about don't worry it went somewhere it went somewhere. We it got went there. Somewhere. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it really did. And everyone. We're going to circle it. back. Yeah. Um, with us today is Fletcher Peters. How are you? I'm so good. I just had a great dinner. Um, I rewatched this movie a few days ago. Every time I rewatch it, I'm just like, fills me with joy. So I'm so excited <laughs> to talk about it. How are you guys? Not bad. We're doing good. Um, I think appropriate place to start. This is our first time seeing it. And oh. this for it, both of us actually, and it's very exciting when this happens because I feel like from the times that this has happened, it's almost like um, someone's bringing something a little bit more personal, as mm. opposed to like someone brings a ladybird or a whiplash with them. Mm-hmm. That's like everybody knows, and it's so universal. <clears throat> yeah. So, what was the first time seeing this for you like? Oh boy, I think I watched this on some sort of pirated website when I was like a sophomore because I didn't want anyone to know that I was watching it um, because I don't remember when it came out, but I really wanted to watch it when it came out and I think I was like 12 or 13. And yeah, it came out in 2012. So I was like baby. 13 and like um, I really wanted to see it because I loved J-Law, I loved Hunger Games. Hunger and I Games, really liked- yeah like those kind of like family dramedy things. And I was like, this is so up my alley, but like I'm 13 years old and I can't see R-rated movies yet. So <laughs> I couldn't see it and all my family saw it and they all came back and they're like, Fletcher, you're gonna love this movie when you can see it. I was like, 
are you kidding me, you guys? Like, what the hell? Like, I really want to watch it. Were they against taking you? They Were Were they against taking yeah, you? Yeah, they both thought too. Okay, my family does this thing where they go see movies without me on Christmas because my parents are divorced. So when I go to the other house, they all go see movies without me, which is just like a war crime. Oh. I worked in a movie theater and working Christmas. Sounds like a felony. Yeah. My least favorite thing. And I'm like, why are you guys going to the movie theater on Christmas? Like, those poor workers, you know? I mean, I saw Uncut Gems last Christmas, so okay. I'm guilty of You know of what? That that's the only one You know what? I, if, if you were going to see Uncut Gems and I was working and I was taking your tickets to, I would, like, be cool with it. I'd be like... <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I appreciate <laughs> I would, that. I, I, saw, like, I saw Little Women on Christmas. That, uh, in that other one, that I would be okay yeah. with. <laughs> but, like, when um, people are coming to see, like daddy's home on christmas oh no (laughs) (laughs) infamous daddy's home oh my god on pay-per-view please but there's no real like sex in it i mean there's some curse words but why were they like why were like no we can't take you well they honestly well they they honestly were like fletcher you could probably see this and it would be okay but like (laughs) Just not the Silver Lane's playbook. Oh, like, yeah, oh. I know. Okay, like I, the honestly fair of them because I probably wouldn't have understood like half of the movie at that point. When That's I was true. In seventh grade. Mm-hmm. But I watched it probably like my sophomore year on like one, two, three movies or something. And Cut locker. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And <laughs> I loved it, and I was like, wow, like I've been waiting my whole life for this movie, like. <laughs> Here it is. and At the time, I was going through a big Philadelphia Eagles phase. Yeah, no. It made perfect and, sense. <laughs> the stars aligned. You no, know, literally. And now I feel like I'm not really, I don't like the Chicago Bears, and I don't really like any of the New York teams. So I feel like I honestly am an Eagles fan now oh, God. because of this movie. <laughs> That's so funny. Love to see what it. What can I do? What can I do? I read the book, too, my senior year of high school. That is right. It is based off a book. I, 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 I was... Go ahead. You're, what you were saying, Jack? Yeah. Uh, I would love to see later on how will the book and film compare. If we can get into that. I Yeah, yeah. Whenever you want to. I can give you a, a rundown. So what got you into movies overall? Ooh, we usually yes. do this at the start of each episode. Just but like a general introduction. Like, this is why I like movies. Yeah. Um, I would say I like movies because I got really into movies after this little movie last year premiered called Cats. I'm just kidding, (laughs) haha. No, I just like, I mean, growing up, I really liked movies. I worked in a movie theater, as I earlier mentioned in this um, little podcast. Um, I really enjoyed um, going to see everything I could. I took it as a challenge because I got free Hmm. tickets and I'd be like, okay, I'm going to go see everything I can. And like, I'd watch the stupidest stuff, but I just loved sitting in a theater. Which has really taken a toll on me this year, because like I've just around what time was this where you were like, okay. I'm going to see everything? Uh, probably my junior years when I did that, and I would like go and like before a shift started, I'd just go and watch a movie by myself, which made me really comfortable with seeing movies by myself. Which it's the best. Yeah, and I, I love watching can, movies by myself. The sooner you can get into that like little routine with yourself, the better life is. I think it's true. So I, I did that. And then when I came to New York, like, I didn't know I wanted to do this for like a living or like anything. I just kind of started seeing movies all the time and like spending all my money on just like going to see movies. Um, and I think my friends encouraged it too, because we all had AMC A-list and we just go see movies. And then I decided I wanted to make it 
like go into cinema studies, which was really fun. And then little did I know that that would end up affecting my career working at AMC. AMC Amazing was our little motto. Um, but yeah, I think, I think tracing that, I mean, my parents too are a huge influence. I think my parents competed for who could show me which the better movies and like who would show me certain really influential movies first, like who's going to show me the Godfather first, who's going to show me this first. And they'd get cool. like, they'd get kind of passive aggressive about it and be like, Oh, your dad showed you this. That's so inappropriate. But oh my God. <laughs> I'm going to show you my cousin Vinny yeah. and you're nine years old. And I was like, I don't know what's going on. Just one upping each other. Oh, yeah, that sounds, yeah. that sounds yeah. fun. Pretty much, pretty much. <laughs> Blame it on them. Well, if he showed you Vice Cousin Vinny, I'm going to show you Suspiria. And yeah, I'm going to show him yeah. who's going to get the tally mark next, you know? That's one of- oh, all he right. showed you Bicycle Thieves? Oh, I'm going to show you Eight and a Half. Let's see. Okay, you know, no. all right. Let's get serious now. <laughs> yeah, that was it, except it was mainly with, like, oh, like, films from, like, late 80s, early 90s. So, like, I don't know if that was, like, a golden era in film or anything. It really wasn't, but... Depends on the genre, I I think all eras are golden eras. I think all all decades have good movies. Yeah, every year. There's no bad movie year. It's just, like, a niche of of film that not a lot of people follow. I feel like a lot of people are, like, 70s, a lot of people, like, early 2000s, and, like, good, yeah, it's good movies. Like, explicitly great movies came out in those those eras. Some people like, like the 2010s. Yeah, Ooh, no, I mean, there you go. that would be me. That would be, that would be all of us, I suppose. Yeah. But no, actually, you... I hate this decade. It's, I mean, it's <laughs> 2010s. I just, I can't stand being it. being held at gunpoint to record yes. this. <laughs> 2011 in film? I go back and I look at that year and I'm like, I didn't, nothing came out, right? Oh, yeah, that's a bad year. Specifically no, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. That was a bad year in film. So weird. Yeah. No, yeah. None of those things exist, yeah. Rip. Yeah. Like, Rip I, I think. 12, this, this movie. Good yeah good year Dread. i honestly think 2012 was the year i really got into movies because that was when i started watching like the academy awards because like mm, i was yeah. like oh look at her like the hunger game she's so happened. relatable she fell on the stage she, yeah. fell. <laughs> she loves pizza like it's so yeah. funny she's just like me she's just like me <laughs> honestly it's a shame that like people dislike her now because of that because like she is a really good actress but she just her I, I think her decade is her, very interesting. Yeah. Because we just get, we got too much of her at once. Yeah, no, really. It's the thing. And it's you can say that for several actors this decade, like Channing Tatum or Joseph Gurren Levitt, you know? Like some mm-hmm. people just kind of burn out. And Okay, predictions of who's next on that? Because like Robert Pattinson, I love him to death, but he could be the next J-Law. Oh, I was kind of he, can't, he can't stop working though. If he, like, if, if there would be a time for him to stop working, it would have been after the Twilights. But he's like, every interview you read uh, from him, he's like, if he's not working, he's going nuts. Like nope. he's like, like, he's so unstable of a person. He can't his, not work. His, the interviews with him are so like, reminiscent of that like j-law thing of like i'm so quirky everyone loves me because i'm unhinged sure, have you read yeah. have I, you I read his gq pro- I, profile yeah i was thinking of that one specifically explodes an oven i mean i'm, I'm yeah. sorry that's the piece that's the greatest piece of writing <laughs> yeah. ever yeah. yeah fantastic yeah he's an that, he's an insane person that writer actually, a Nobel peace prize yeah that writer came yeah. to one of my classes and he was like yeah he was that was an interesting thing to write, but it pretty much like wrote itself. That's that's awesome. Yeah. That's so awesome. Huh. Yeah. Good journalism. I, I mean, I think I think for for who could be the next decades, like J-Law? we have too much of this. Per- yeah, 
we have too much for this person. <clears throat> I think it's weird because stand culture now, like J Law. Back when J Law was like really popular, like there was no like real stand culture. You were just like, yeah. oh my god, it was like One Direction, where you just like be like a One Directioner. Now stand culture is so weird, where like you can, they're just like devoted people, and like the rest of the world doesn't have to care about them. In One Direction, it was like the whole world had to care. Yeah. About them. You know, recently who went through a J-Law was Chloe Grace Moretz. Oh, yeah, kind of, yeah. I, I think she's weird. Because, like, she just drops like, off the map. She'll pop up. Yeah, she'll pop up in things. But, like, like, during, like, from Kick-Ass to, like, Kick-Ass 2, she was just, like, in everything. And then just yeah. gone. I think from her real fame began with Diary of Wimpy Kid. But... <laughs> Unequivocally. Unequivocally. <laughs> of course. Kick-Ass just got her on, like, you know, she's an yeah. actor, whatever. And then Olivia Sias, like, then she'll be in Clouds yeah. of Sils Maria. Um, who's really on right now, though? If we're considering who's the next person, who's on? Who's Yeah, because then who's, who's going to be given everything? Like, she, she, like, Ed, she, like, she does Winner's Bone, and then uh, she's given Hunger Games. She works with David O. Russell. It's like, it feel like... X-Men film. Yeah, X-Men, and then, like, her plate's filling up so much. You know, you know... I love this person to death and I would never want the, I would never wish this on them, but Florence Pugh, honestly. I kind of had her in mind. Marvel, I had her in mind. No, it, you're right. Like she's about to be like, and she's done some pretty bad things on her Instagram in the past. And I could see her doing a thing where it's like, all right, Florence Pugh, we get it. Like Miss <laughs> Cottage Core and Zach Braff's yeah. mansion. Yeah. Like, I love her. And like, I'm Luther just state that I yeah. really enjoy her presence. But I yeah. could see that her, her, you know, spiraling into a J-Law. Date whoever you want, but don't date Zach Braff. That's my, that's my, <laughs> like, that, that's my philosophy. Anyone. Choose anyone. Zach Sweet Braff, Zach. no. Sweet Zach. I, yeah, like, um, if we remember those pictures that were taken when she, uh, she captured the reaction of her uh, nomination, um, they're like, oh, wow, this is really cute and wholesome. And it's like, she's going to remember this moment for the rest of her life. But then do you think, like, ah. Oh, Raph took these. <laughs> God fucking damn it. We don't mind we don't mind Raph, but come on. Dude, you're, uh, he, you're he way too old. Those. Come on, let's 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 call spade it. Like, come on. Silver Lines um, playbook. Um oh, yeah, what, sorry. So how about this? What did you know about this coming in? Me? Well, yeah. Oh no, no. Her. Yeah, yeah. No, Clay. Oh, me. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, yeah. oh, oh, Me? Are you sure? Okay. I can do it. Um, no, I so the funny thing is, the thing that's going to come up, come up is David O. Russell, because he's the thing that I think about when this movie's talked about. Honestly, all of his filmographies. And it's not because I like him or I hate him. I've only seen American Hustle, and I think that's it. That's the only film. And I haven't seen that in a, such a long time. But the reason why like, I I'm know curious him as how that person, one Yeah. Now, the really reason I know him as a person is because of like the shit he's done in his past and how like how much mm-hmm. comedy has arrived from it and how like kind of ridiculous like and he's like kind of the parody yeah, of himself, all the controversy mm-hmm. and what I'm particularly referencing is when he called when he a particular rant he had with uh, Lily Tomlin that will live in infamy <laughs> on the set of uh, I Heart Huckabees. I just it just I mean if you read read what he said it's. One horrible, two astonishing, three insane. And also, um, it's not just the one one uh, incident. It, there's also a, a time when, on the set of Three Kings, he pushed yeah. George Clooney to a time when 
he punched him in the face. And George Clooney is usually a very kind and collaborative effort. So it's he, like to see he, someone he like pu- him. He didn't push Clooney. He, uh, oh, Russell was yelling at like a stage director or some like some lower production person. And Clooney was like, back off. And, it, and things started to heat up and he just sucker punched him in the face. Oh, boy. It's a good thing we don't live in, in a place like that anymore. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, like, and so that's, that's David or Russell. I don't like, again, I've only seen American Hustle. I don't really have an opinion of him besides just that kind of stuff. And so when I think of one of his movies, I'm like, oh yeah, David or Russell, the guy who's just like bad news. I mean, he seems like a fine <laughs> filmmaker, but he's just, there's no real good story about him. It's just not like, oh, there was this one pleasant time when me and David were, no, it's just usually like, yeah, I punched him. He's not Steven yeah. Soderbergh. He's not Steven Soderbergh. Like nobody's coming out of there like that guy he is called me a so wonderful. Yeah. yeah. Didn't he also like underpaid? So I don't know. There's a lot of stuff surrounding him. He's probably not a good person, but whatever. Um, so Silver Lane's Playbook, I always was like, I was aware of that movie because it was an Oscar contender and all of that. And like this, and it was very much a critic's favorite had two rising movie stars because audience award Mm -hmm. famously um had bradley cooper who was a movie star but like not i don't know if he was certified yet like he had the hangover which was like what 2008 2011 around there 2009 Um, oh 2009 um he wasn't like certified a movie star yet he was close especially with how popular the hangover was j-law this was pre-hunger games was Hung- the first Hunger Games in, in, in the midst. In the midst. So she was on the incline, and that's and that's when that started her Oscar run of getting nominated mm-hmm. for anything she's in. Um, and I just really know it from that narrative perspective. It has an aging De Niro. It talk. It tackles. Uh, it, it's a it has the Philadelphia Eagles in it, and it has a, a mental illness take or like a, a perspective on it. That's all I knew. I had no idea about the dancing part. No idea, not e- not even a little. Um, and I always was just kind of like, I don't think this will be my movie. <laughs> Every time I saw like the trailers or anything, I'm just like, I don't dig this vibe, and I don't really know why. Um, I have it on Blu-ray for some reason. I think it was like five oh, bucks. That's bizarre. I'm like, oh. and I'm like, all right, I guess it's five dollars. I I hear it's good. I will buy it. And I haven't watched it, and I've had it owned for like a long time. And I watched it today. Um, so yeah, that, that that's really my like history with it. Yeah, uh, yeah. For me, I think it's, it was something similar that I knew um, <clears throat> Brad, Jen, and Bobby D. They were sort of David Russell's guys, or you know, collaborators for the majority of this decade. They and guys, of course, <laughs> and uh, they're all friends. And they're buds. Um, they're buds. <laughs> uh, Bradley Cooper and Robert De Niro also did Limitless a year or two prior, and um, and so it kind of oh, felt that's like right. De Niro is in that. I always forget that. Yes, I never saw it, but De Niro's in um, that. Okay. And uh, so then they were going to do American Hustle and Joy uh, together, and um, this kind of felt like. I, I mean, as as for you, I I think I started recognizing some of the images in like posters and some of the names of the Oscars around this time as well, like 2012, 2013, 2011, 2014 classes, like around, around that time is when I, I always remember the trash to... bag around him. When I think of oh, this movie, I'm like, Oh yeah, yeah this, I still a trash don't bag get at some it. Point? 
I need you to explain that. I still don't understand. Oh, um, it, 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 he says it's just to make him sweat. It's black. <laughs> when you're out in the sun and you have something that black and heavy on, you're going to sweat more because it, it tracks the sun. The more you sweat, the, the more weight you lose. And he's trying to lose right. a bunch of weight. Oh, yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. Oh, don't bananas. do that. Don't do that. Um, yeah, no, it's really unhealthy. I mean, a lot of stuff he he does in this movie, don't do. Take your meds so I, and don't put I a tried trash bag over yourself. And, yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. I so, tried Bradley Cooper's running method. Mm-hmm. Here's what happens. Here's my success story <laughs> yeah. of how I almost died. I'm going to write that medium piece about that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I feel like this was kind of big when it came out just from everybody's stock rising and even Robert De Niro who was praised for a semi comeback. So very interesting. Yeah, I agree. So how many, so how many times have you seen this Fletcher? I honestly couldn't tell you. I watch it a lot. I, I watch like a lot of parts of it a lot too. Like I would just be like, okay, well, I don't want to watch the part where he like hurts his mom on accident. He and his mom, or he and his dad beat each other up. Like that part is good to watch the first time. And, like, it's good if you're going to rewatch the whole thing. But I really like to watch, like, the scenes where they're dancing. Or, like, my favorite scene is um, when Jennifer Lawrence comes in and she's, like, she goes through all of the reasons, all the times they were together and what that means for, like, the football games and, like, the odds and, like, superstition. I really like that scene. Um, But all in all, I probably, I don't know five to ten times in that range i probably watched it a few times like that is this the best film of the 2010s for you uh, i don't think so i really mm-hmm. like i like some other movies that are probably like slower and i would have recommended them to come talk about them but um i don't know if slow movies can be that fun to talk about depends on the movie it depends it depends i would not say this is the best movie of 2010s but i would say it's fun to watch i always enjoy rewatching it it always makes me feel a little good and even though it's david o russell all of the things you brought up are mm-hmm. horrible and i know he's not a good person um i like plenty of films that are directed by shitty people mostly men um but but like yeah no i i hmm i wasn't the biggest fan of this movie I could I could wholeheartedly see why too. That's why I like this movie too, because it's like there are people who will dislike it. It's not like a it's not like a hundred percent great movie, and like it did have like a an Oscar run, and it did have like a lot of mm-hmm. acclaim. It's not like it's like a fifty percent or on Rotten Tomatoes, which those are the best movies. Um, it's more of like a it got critical acclaim. I enjoyed watching it. Um, but I can see why a lot of people it's, don't like it. It's definitely not afraid of itself. It does lean into what it's trying to do, and mm-hmm. I respect it for that. It doesn't really like hold back to its manicness of it all. Like I mean, you see that through the editing, you see that through the cinematography, especially in the beginning of how it just just goes, 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 and it just feels like you know, you're just like so discombobulated. I mean, hell, there's a scene where he's like in the, when he comes to the doctor's office um, for the first time and the song plays, but like, he's just signing it and the camera, signing whatever, and the camera just does a full like rotation on him for no apparent reason, just to besides like like, discombobulate you. And so like that, like 
those are clear artistic decisions um, and like a, 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 a very much a specific direction this movie is taking that I appreciate because it, it has awareness. Um, I just have like, I, I just do think the script is, has a lot of problems, but we can, we might be able to get into that later. How does this and compare also, to the book? Oh no, go ahead, Jack. Sorry. Yeah. And uh, you know, there, there you could even make a compelling case. David Russell might not be the greatest choice to make this movie because <laughs> it is kind of tame filmmaking with an untamed diagnosis um, mm. where it's like, you just, you don't feel as though you're getting inside the mind of, uh, of someone who, who is like a, an unstable person, you know, wh- whatever that may be, but it's like, I don't find it to be the filmmaking. Cause I do think like he, what he does, like at times what he does with through editing and like camera placement, it does feel uneasy at times. And it feels like, again, you're just being drawn into this world that is so unstable and the camera and editing becomes unstable. The whole pacing of the movie becomes unstable. I just think the writing here is, what kind of keeps you at a distance from a lot of the character development. Um, but how different is this from the book? How's the book like? The book is much more manic. And honestly, mm. if this had kept the level of maniacy that the book has, it would probably be unwatchable. The book was readable and the book was good. But um, it truly is all over the place. And like, I, I would think that it is an an accurate representation I've like lived my life with someone who is undiagnosed bipolar and so I feel like Mm -hmm. I have some authority I don't want to claim claim that I have all of it because I've never been diagnosed I've never you know experienced Mm -hmm. that but the movie for me is at least also a pretty accurate representation of it um even Jennifer Lawrence too plays um BPD I believe and she's pretty accurate to that as well but the book yeah the book is since it's in his it's first person so okay. you hear everything he's thinking about nikki and everything he's thinking about everyone and it's just like it's pretty much the same exact plot i'm pretty sure i, I read it senior year so it's been like a few years ago quite a few mm-hmm. years ago um but it just like expands on each scene like way more. So imagine if like you like turn the volume up on the mm. movie that already. Exists. Oh wow! Just like it, like internal di- like internal monologuing Major, up the Yeah, ass. that's what I remember. Oh, very interesting. Yeah. That's what I remember. But I like so it. like I between a Kaufman things. film and like a Safdie's film of yeah, like manicness and inner dialogue. Honestly, yeah, yeah, and then you've got a little bit of that like coming of age not really but like that kind of mm. feel you know like that slice of life like suburban realness family portrait yeah yeah, yeah. and then um yeah kind of like a family being undone by uh by one person they're like trying to yeah. tame tame them. yeah exactly exactly mm. yeah very interesting i, I think so- i think this movie is i i think i think it's at least uh I think it's compassionate towards characters. Yeah. Um, I don't. Th- I don't think David Russell is coming at this, and I don't. I, hell, I don't think any filmmaker is trying to come at a person um, with this kind of, you know, internal struggle with, with a mocking attitude. I, I, yeah. No. In the worst kinds, 
is someone that doesn't know that it's coming off as mocking. And I don't think this does hardly. Yeah, no. <laughs> like, um, like it should, it should come off as mocking, but for some reason, I think he, his hand in the script comes off as compassionate to me. And, I I, um, yeah. I really like the way he writes the characters here. Mm-hmm. David Russell wrote the script. I don't remember, right? I believe yeah. He, he uh, it's the book and then he adapted it. So screenwriting. Credit. Okay. So I, I think that. Did it honestly, receive an Oscar nomination? Do we know? Via screenwriting? Adapted? I'm not sure. Best adapted um, screenplay. That's the category. I do enjoy the fact that when I feel like I'm laughing, I'm always laughing at the whole situation. I don't feel like I'm like, oh my God, this is so funny. Like, yeah, you're laughing the, with them, not at them. No, exactly. So it's, and the, it's the whole, even if you're laughing at them, it's like you're laughing at literally everyone involved because they're all just like putting chaos on chaos on chaos. You kind of feel like Jackie Weaver in a sense. Where it's yeah, like no, you can't, you, you're you're a spectator in this. A lot of times, I'm laughing at, at like I'm laughing with her, or like I'm laughing at her because of the the little like the little ticks she has make me giggle. Like her little <laughs> oh my gosh, crabby snacks and homemades. That <laughs> always that's that's what I laugh the hardest at when she's like I'm making crabby snacks and homemade. Yeah, she's making crabby snacks and homemades. <laughs> Guys, like come on, it's so funny to me when she does that. Like that is mm. just like. That is always what I think of when I think of this movie is like the little like the home dynamic going on because that is so what my home dynamic is like during the holidays or like during anything. It's like crabby snacks and homemades and everyone's like arguing about the TV or like, you know, like doing things and you're like, what, what is going on? And that's what I really, really like about this film. And your family is like very much into amateur gambling. <laughs> like, <laughs> that, no, took, that took no. me a minute. Honestly, that took me a, a second. Like, is he a gambling? Is he like illegally gambling? Is he a, yeah, it was like, is, yeah, he a is he a bookie? Yes. We yes. are into things like that, though, I feel like. So I feel like I relate to that. But, anyways, yeah, no. Is uh, he Ben Gazzara and killing a Chinese bookie right now? No, is film. <laughs> films when they talk about like, parlays or they start yelling gambling terms like they're like <laughs> and they're like what you're gonna do what yeah parlay? You're like, and oh i love when <laughs> movies about gambling like they'll sometimes not even have an introduction to the to the like the um no. jar- oh, to no. the jargon like california split will just open and it's just like yeah. well i want to put this on here and it's like what the hell uncut <laughs> gems again that was like that was a total like no, movie where they just drop in like a bunch on. of the, the only time they the only time they explain it in this movie is when the therapist is like, what the fuck is happening? And no, like, no, that's just... literally, I, that's how I knew what a parlay was going into Uncut Gems. Was, um... Oh, there is a parlay in that. I completely forgot about that. Mazel tov. Oh, God. Um, yeah, I, I think that's... Uh, yeah, this if we bring up gems uh, one more time, by the way, this is just going to turn into a gems episode. And, yeah, I'll, I'll try not to. We want to save that for Wes Wieszynski, so... We just want need to put a gap in it. Save, no, no more, no more gems. No, <laughs> no more gems. As much as like, uncut or par- cut. Uncut parlay, or parlay. That was all that needed to be said. No, absolutely. Anyways. Um, but the family dynamic is something that Russell is definitely interested in here, and that's how he kind of grounds his film. Is that like, that's what he starts off with. That's his main focus at the beginning. You know, when he introduces Tiffany later. And I, I think that's like that he that's kind of the nucleus of the I mean, well, technically, uh, fucking Pat is the nucleus of the whole thing. But like that, like that's where like everything starts, really. But, you know, like Pat's upbringing, Pat's issues with his father, 
Mm-hmm. That's like the genesis of all of this. And but Russell's definitely interested in exploring that. Um, whether he succeeds at that, that's, you know, up to your own opinion. Um, but he's de- he definitely has... has any- So who here has seen other O. Russell films besides American Hustle? Raise his hand. I have not seen American <laughs> Hustle. I said Joy, which he directed, correct? Yes. Yes, he did direct that. That one I saw because... Of Slippery Lane's Facebook because I think it came out after I'd seen it. I'm pretty sure. De Niro, Cooper, J. J- Law, and Russell. And that one was honestly like very forgettable. Like I could barely tell you what happened in that movie. I just it really, doesn't exist. Like, okay, that trailer. Like honestly, that trailer is better than the movie. The, the, the trailer's so good. The trailer's great. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen the movie. But the trailer's Gosh. great. Strangely, talking yeah. about shotgun I at agree. the end. It's good, good yeah. trailer. The the movie is she had a like, spunky haircut, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, she cuts it too in the trailer. She's like, I've always wanted to do that. I've always wanted to cut my hair <laughs> like that trailer. But yeah, no, the movie. I, she's like a broom saleswoman or something. I'm pretty sure. I yeah. I don't remember. It was so forgettable. She made a vacuum. But did it have the home life focus to it like this one does? I think. I think not as well, obviously, if I'm not remembering, because I like home life movies. Fun fact: I believe Joy was shot in my hometown. Oh. oh really? Don't mean to brag, but I'm gonna brag. Yeah, it's a huge brag. It's just a crazy <laughs> a brag huge to brag. Um, yeah, like that's, joy. That's huge. That's the like, motion picture huge. joy? Have you ever motion heard of the picture. motion picture joy? Oh, Maybe God. possibly doesn't exist, but I swear there were cameras involved in microphones. <laughs> Not the Joy Luck Club. Just joy. <laughs> joy. So Jack, how many uh, Russell films have you seen? This is my first. Oh, that's right. You haven't seen any. Yeah, this is a big. Okay. Um, you say that so shockingly. Like, there's only a few. <laughs> and honestly, well, they're right. There's so no Three Kings and uh, High Heartbeats. Like, I know of his things, but it's not like he's a filmmaker that I've been like, okay, it's time to like dig in. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I agree. David I've always Russell. just been like, eh. Like, I don't when know. When someone does pick the fighter in American Hustle and in the things that are complete with this decade. I'll be I'll be looking forward to it. Obviously, the only thing I'm excited to watch of his filmography that I have yet to watch is The Fighter because it has Bale, Adams, Wahlberg, and I'm like I like those people. I like the idea of them working together. I will watch. Melissa Leo won an Oscar. It's true. Now we're gonna put some joy slander. You're not excited to watch Joy. I am not excited to watch. Hey, it was joy. shot in I, Jack's hometown. It, it's true. It's what true. What is happening? I I, I I don't mean to. Slam on West, uh, New, was it Westbury? New Westbury? What, 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 what's your hometown? I don't, I don't know. What I'm do you mean you don't know? Kidding. I'm just kidding. No, it was shot in Haverhill, Massachusetts. And oh, I believe it. It's okay. Like, it was just shot in this little downtown area. And it wasn't, I don't even know if there's a big part of it. Like, cause maybe I could even a huge part of it. Yeah. Gigantic part of but, it. Biggest part of yeah. it there is. I think I remember it was, it was, um, redecorated to make it look like the 50s because i believe it takes place in the 50s oh, all, right. Oh, oh, oh. all right all right all right okay yeah um, um, but yeah no i'm not uh i am not enjoy i'm not joyed for joy well D- does that work did that make I think, sense I, I, that I, think I understood all right cool but yeah. i don't understand why not uh, <laughs> i'm kidding <laughs> there's a broom involved i don't know there's a broom i remember broom. brad has a beard I believe. He looks hot in that movie. Yeah. I feel like I want to look him up now. I want to see what he looks like. <laughs> what does Brad Bradley look Cooper like? and Joy Corner. Yeah. 
I don't know, like a Bradley Cooper Joy fan cam. We need it. <laughs> trying to think what actually happened in that movie, and I can't remember. Yeah, I I, I got the sense. I it's think it's designed seen, like, to make pieces it, of it. Like, it's like designed not to make it exist. Like once you start it, like your memory is erased as soon as the scene finishes. It's just Jennifer Lawrence cutting her hair. Cutting her own hair. That's yeah. all they had submitted. Oh, yeah, Oscar nomination, just her. But her then uh, the next year, I guess to segue into Jennifer Lawrence's decade even more, um, she has a movie called Mother. Uh, yeah. Next question by the end, which I'm very, very, very excited to eventually talk about. Um, I feel like Mother is one of, is a is a theatrical experience that it, we always like when when Clay and I actually see the movie beforehand that we're rewatching. We we talk about uh, the theatrical experience if we have one, and that is like my favorite of the decade, possibly. Mm. I've never I've never seen Mother. You haven't I've seen never Mother? seen it. Oh my goodness! No, it Mother, is, Mother. <laughs> Um, exclamation point I, mother not to be confused with like bon joon ho's mother or albert brooks's mother no that's which just mother movie, which movie recently came out that was exactly like mother there was one is there anything exactly like mother no there was something that was like oh this is basically the plot of mother paddington oh 2 <laughs> yes that was yes. it no okay, it was joy it was actually joy no i think i just watched it Jack, you so. fucking killed me with Paddington 2. That's just too good of a joke. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I just wasn't expecting it either. Oh, bravo. Bravo, Mr. Draper. Um, I'm uh, thinking just about to... big things. That was the one that they were like, this is basically uh, Mother. Yeah. It, it, no, yeah, yeah. yeah what? The Kissing Booth 2. I'm there like, like cannibalism? Isn't there like well, cannibalism involved in? No, no, no. Well, I think... Um, I see where that comes from because both of them are. I haven't seen Mother, uh, so I can't say. Yeah, that yeah, just sounds and crazy I'm, to me. I'm gonna explain. So, like, I think Mother primarily takes place in one home, and that's not spoilery. That it's just kind of like you know, sanctionary and spoil Mother. I won't be. Been, I'm yeah, not someone right. who hates spoilers, honestly. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Um, well, it's just secluded, and obviously, have you mm. seen? I'm thinking of any things. Yes. Okay, yeah, so obviously that one takes place in a, in a home for a long um, section of the film. And mm-hmm. uh, I think just both of them have, like, homes that feel like they are yeah. not on Labyrinth. this planet. You know, yeah, yeah. And they feel like, and, yeah, and like, they feel like fever dreams as well. Mm-hmm. Like, so I can see where the comparison comes from. Also, I would say it's, like, a razor head. Like, both of them kind of have similar energies. So They're all just kind of like, what, what, what? <laughs> yeah, this this feels like a, it feels like a dream. It feels like a yeah. dream. It's very good. confounding. Um, oh, I wanted to just mention this one thing because uh, you yes. were talking about earlier, Fletcher, about how it uh, feels accurate in its depiction of uh, bipolar disorder. Um, I did want to do a little research because, one, I am currently not under that diagnosis. I don't know anyone who's ever, I don't, maybe like one mm. or two people. I have no authority on it. I've done no research. I've done no reading. I have no like real background on, you know, the bi- bipolar disorder. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when any kind of a film like this comes out, there's a million different articles from a di- million different websites about, exactly. uh, we talked to a psychiatrist and they say this is bad or this is good. <laughs> like anything came out with like split when it was like, this is no good. When yeah. came out with this, it was I think, good. You know? um, I remember in our shame episode, I mentioned a video about a doctor explaining sex addiction. Mm. 
You might have done but, that. Or maybe I didn't. I don't know. But anyway, that. that just kind of proves Possibly. your point where it's like, it's always, we need to check the accuracy to validate and I the think, existence. And I think know? that's fair, especially when it's something like that mm-hmm. has so much stigma, stigma towards it. I think like, and I think it's fair criticism when it comes out. So I did a little research, a little Googling, and apparently for the majority of articles that I saw, now this, I didn't do like a huge refined research of it. All of them seem to be, yeah, no, this, they got it. Like, I mean, it's not like a hundred percent. It's a bit Hollywood, but no, it's like pretty honest for this kind of thing. It's like pretty I honestly, accurate. I honestly think, yeah, it's, it's very accurate. Like Bradley Cooper's is great, but honestly, Jennifer Lawrence too, hers is like, really she's really never good. diagnosed in the movie which is weird no, to me. and a lot of people have diagnosed her and i don't know what she specifically has a lot of people have diagnosed her with like borderline personality disorder which makes sense i feel like but bradley cooper honestly like he really also just it's never over the top he feels like he could be a real person it's not like yeah it's not like oh this person and like when you're introduced to him in the movie, you don't know what he has, I feel like. And then once once it's announced, it's like, oh, oh, that makes sense. Because if it's like, oh, it's very clear what, what's going on here. Yeah, it's not like talking to him. He's not like having, like, it's not like he's talking to himself. And it's like, oh, I wonder what could, like that. No, it's like, it, it's, it, it doesn't, it's not spelled out for you. It's not, it's, not like, like there's a, it's not like there's a scene where it's like, hey, I want you to, like, yeah, to I did. Tony, like, shut up. I'm not yeah, talking yeah. to you, Tony. It like reminds me a lot of Euphoria, which is like a weird comparison to make because they like could not be any more different. Like, but in Euphoria too, Rue is—I don't think she's diagnosed in the in the show, but like it's kind of suggested that she has bipolar disorder. Yeah, I, I think I, I thought actually, you know what? I thought you were going to go down the depression route. Yeah. it's like Rue's de- you know, like. No, betrayal depression is so is so she good she has that episode where she's manic and that it like yeah. reminds me of bradley cooper in this and it also like just reminds me of like oh you wouldn't guess it and it kind of she like googles it or something and it's like oh oh yeah oh like, oh you know what i remember that yeah yeah i've not seen euphoria sure it's nothing too like oh it's so stereotypical it's just like like little things and you're like oh yeah oh like this makes sense <laughs> yeah and i'm glad All that it's not over the top to, to this yeah mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of other films that have not portrayed bipolar disorder well. Well, I mean, mental illness well in general, I can name <laughs> a few, but bipolar disorder specifically, I don't have that mental Rolodex. Um, I think the one that, that's famously ja- uh, kind of take, taken shots at, um, John Malkovich and Of Mice of Men. Oh, yeah. I think that's the one where it's like... Oh I am not aware of the existence of this film that you're speaking of. I, yeah, I have no idea the what you're cla- talking it's about. It's based on the classic uh, novel. Um, you may have heard um, of it. Of, of oh. Oh, yeah. The band of yeah. Monsters and Men. <laughs> monsters. <laughs> yeah. So this. So John Malkovich had a little stint in the band. Uh, yeah. Who else is in the, the John Malkovich of Mice and Men? I think Gary, Gary Sinise. That's right. Yeah. Who plays him? Everyone's favorite actor. Um, Malkovich plays Lenny. Ah. Uh, yeah, and it's just, it's just like kind of. I don't like think Malkovich a, has the capability to be. I don't want to say respectful, but. Really, John Malkovich like, can't be respectful. All he does is go into public spaces and shit on everyone. Yeah. <laughs> like, God, if John Malkovich was just an inch respectful, 
Maybe he'd have a successful career. <laughs> I don't think he has a light hand. That's what I meant. Yeah, like, that's no, what understood, I said. understood. I don't think he can be uh, <laughs> subtle in yeah. anything like he does. When I say John Malkovich play, plays Lenny in a Mice Men adaptation, you kind of know what it looks like already. You don't even know, like see the movie, you know? Yeah, it doesn't sound good. But that's I, the problem that comes to my head. Yeah, I think okay. another mental illness film that comes to mind, and actually Jennifer Lawrence is competing against this actress in this year, who I believe was the favorite to win the Academy Award, Emmanuel Riva in Amour. <laughs> a very sad movie about dementia. Um, <laughs> Michelle Haneke directed a very bleak and like sobering look at um, about aging. And, uh, You're telling me Michelle Haneke is a little fucked up. Can- or it could... That? It could be McCallanic. I'm not sure. Um, no, I think it's. I think it is. It's. Uh, it's yeah. It's a very, 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 very good movie. It's very good. Emmanuel Riva arguably should have won the Oscar, but. And, yeah. But it's like, it's just very sad, and uh, you know, it's it's sort of like an unescapable mental illness. So. Mm. That is, that is pretty, that's pretty sad, <laughs> if you ask me. This one is like, ha-ha, um, they're happy and, together. Past and future guest of the show, Brian Rowan, has a really funny story about seeing him more. He was, it was like an afternoon before going out with friends to a yeah. club or a party or something. Yeah. <laughs> he tells him, it's like, I don't know if I want to go anywhere now. <laughs> I just want to go up, go home and like drink a coffee and then maybe pass yeah. out for the rest of the day. You know, like, maybe watch some friends. I think the story is like, yeah, he's like, just like kind of questioning everything. <laughs> that's why you do research before you watch a movie with people. That's, that's mm-hmm. just that you can't just go like, Oh, I want to go watch like fucking, I don't know. It's a depressing ass movie that came out recently. Uh, a hidden life with some buddies oh, and then get a beer. <laughs> right. Like, you know what I mean? I went to the three days in Cannes program and I was like, oh, it's my birthday. I'm going to go. Yay. Like, it's going to be so fun. And then it was like, oh, like, it was a Ken Loach film that was there. And it was like, mm, yeah. it was the Sorry We Missed You, the one about the, the, the guy who works for the post delivery service. And then um, there's another one. Yeah, I meant to oh, see that. That was the follow up to I Didn't Blake, right? Yep. Yeah. Uh, Portrait of a Lady on Fire um, and like there were other ones yeah Hidden Life uh, this one called Nina Wu which was really did good. you see The Lighthouse? yes that one I saw not on my birthday cool. but like these these ones that I saw like on my birthday I was like not a happy birthday happy birthday <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah no it was like the oh the de- Xavier Dolan movie yeah the, yeah. the very nice. depressing birthday <laughs> But then I did see, I could see, like, Parasite and Lighthouse and, like, yeah. all that. Yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. okay. Once well, time in Hollywood? Yeah, no, I didn't get to see that one. Okay. They didn't have any other screenings of that one. But, like, I yeah, I'm like, sure. We're, really, there were tickets sold out of that one. That's, well, it, I, I went the second weekend, too. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. But also, tickets were, like, really sold out. Um, yeah, but I think here, it, if it, you said that it did have an accurate depiction. As what say, experts say. If that is what experts it, I've written I say from it. it. I think I, I I respect those if they have if they have differing opinions. Obviously, I respect yeah. that. And I'll listen to that. And I think Bradley um, Cooper, like, I think we have great affection for him as we 
so greatly stated in a star he's not episode. a dingus and he's definitely not yeah, a dingus I, I think he's an actor that comes across with a with a lot of like humility and he'll take on a role like this um and not try to and try to put some gravitas into it yeah the only legitimate bad thing about him is that he's friends with todd phillips that's like one of the only legitimate bad things about Bradley Cooper. <laughs> Robert De Niro too. Well, I mean, De Niro has De Niro's been alive longer, so there's a few things going against him. But more. Also, I love De Niro in this film. I, I yeah. said it earlier in the episode today, but oh my god, the scene with him and Jennifer Lawrence like riffing off each other when they're like it's quite good. I was here, and you know what? You want to talk about odds? Like, oh, I just live for the. It really does turn into a screwball comedy for a minute. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's, wow, when did we shift so... into like, you know, Howard Hawks mode? <laughs> it's very. No, it's yeah. so fun though to me. I really, I really enjoyed. I enjoyed that, like yeah. getting to to hear them. Yeah, that scene is like that scene is so strange. Um, you know, maybe I'll pick it for my favorite scene, but <laughs> I, I think. It does take like a minute to adjust to what's happening. Yeah, yeah, it's very um, frantic. Or it's like, okay, wait, wait a minute, wait, slow down. And I think um, I'm kind of contradicting myself because that is actually a very well-made technically scene um, where it's like you need to, um, you feel like that you're in the room with them. You do feel like a fly on the wall in how um, you're kind of getting lost in, in everybody's threads in what they're trying to do. And it's like, they're just trying to better each other, essentially, but it's like, they're trying to prove mm. themselves right. And it's like, ultimately, uh, Tiffany is the one who has the dominance, but it's constantly uh, um, Pat's dad, who is, who's the one where it's like, That's it. no, I'm the gambler. Like, I'm supposed to know more than you. Like his whole, Juju is thrown off now. I feel like that's a very like vulnerable moment for Tiffany too, and we don't realize it because she's just kind of like demanding. She's she's commanding the whole room to listen to her, and like right. she's. And that's she's, the first time they're meeting her too. If she's I in a she, she's yeah. I mean, it's the first time they're meeting her, and she's like really like yelling and everything. But in showing that, remembering all these things and knowing where Pat was is showing that how much she cares about Pat before they even like you know profess their love for each other in the final scene is like. She knows all the games. She knows where they were at that time. Like she remembered it. Either she looked it up or like she just knew what was going on. Like it really shows that she has this like burnt, like these feelings for him that like make her obsessed with all the ideas about him. And like you don't even realize that. Like you have to she really had to like prepare that. Or like right. know know what was going on or like some sort of thing. And she's just blatantly admitting to like having thought about all of this, like weird juju in the air so interesting to me yeah it's a definitely like it's a, unlike anything else in the movie yeah it's definitely like a manic scene i know we're saying frantic and manic a lot but that's like that's the vibe this movie is trying to go for and endearing it's like it's like all those things combined it's like mm-hmm. weird good like the editing like in that scene the ed- like there are a lot of quick cuts but it doesn't feel mm-hmm abrupt or choppy like it moves pretty fluidly within the scene and the context of the scene and the, like the the like emotion of the scene where it you know it is cutting back and forth to a lot of different reactions but it's like mm. it doesn't feel it, it feels like it feels like the right kind of movement it feels like the logical step to like okay now they're gonna cut to her because this guy said this thing 
And so we need to see her reaction and she's about to say this and it just kind of moves back and forth, back and forth, but it doesn't feel, you know, it feels like a tennis match, not like a, uh, what's something that's choppy. I don't know. A football game, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. It just feels like, the, like it's moving pretty like fluidly and logically throughout the scene. It doesn't. Cause if you didn't realize random. this family or like anything. The Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it gives you the air. The Eagles stuff it, is like, pretty heavy twice. in this film. Um, um, I kind of like how unorthodox of like a meet the parents it is. <laughs> Where it's, mm. um, if, if you can even take it a step further. And, and it's an like, introduction for sure. So Tiffany, it's a way to I'm meet someone. No longer, because he's so stubborn about getting back with Nikki, obviously. And um, this could kind of be the moment that. I mean, yeah, wait, I, just, I thought I said Nikki. Um, it's the moment that Tiffany is like, no, I, I'm clear, I'm right here. <laughs> and yeah. uh, I, I kind of interpreted their relationship. She kind of fell in love with Patrick the first time they ever met. Yeah. Like when they were at uh, Julia Stiles' house. and uh, Love her in this kinda, movie too. <laughs> oh no, she, she just owns it. She, I feel like, uh, yeah, it's effortless. Um, and it takes him the whole movie to be like, oh yeah, wait a minute. <laughs> it takes Robert De Niro to give him like a, you know, like a looking at to finally make, have the revelation. And um, no, he had the revelation a week ago because he wrote that letter a week before that happened. He already yeah, knew what I, he was going to do. No, I know, but that, I kind of feel like that's the confirmation. It's a re-upping. It's a yeah. re-upping. Mm-hmm. Another thing that I, when you said like at Julia Stiles' house, it reminded me of this the 2010s my, just mm. made me laugh when they're talking about the ipods yes like, yeah. wait bro you don't have an ipod yet like you've got to get i'll give you one i'll give you one of mine i'll give you one of mine and then he like <laughs> gives him an ipod he's like look this ipod plays in the whole house like speakers <sighs> just like weren't a thing <laughs> those so ports with yeah. the, like it's not even a lightning it's not even like a lightning cable like, give me your ipod well, well one of you give me your ipod like that was a you don't have an ipod yet yeah we just so like crazy. put our ipod in our pocket and carry it around like a wallet yeah. It's what such a foreign concept to have an iPod and <laughs> an a <cell> iPod. <laughs> an iPod. Like, what, what killed me was when um, Jennifer Lawrence pulled out her iPod and it's like bedazzled, it's like a bedazzled case, and they're watching <laughs> Singing in the Rain on a fucking iPod Nano or whatever. Yeah. And I was, or no, it wasn't a Nano. What the fuck was it? It's the larger one. Is it just called an iPod? I believe so. It was the square one. Touch? The Nano is like this little like re- rectangle. I don't think the iPod Touch had been had been around. No, no, the Touch is the fucking phone. Yeah, this um, is but like no, a... the the Touch is the one without a cell, without a phone. Anymore. Yeah, but no, no, it was it, it, it had the it had the dial on it. It had the it had the dial. Yeah, on that's it. a Nano. Yeah, yeah is that a Nano? Larger Nano. So then there's the Mini Nano. Oh, I guess that was just called fucking Apple and your branding. Get, this is get, well, get a grip. It could also be the Nano Video, because remember. Oh my God that there was also a very short time that the iPod Nano could have a video on the which, back. Also, and I feel song, like that was a fever dream. Which song does, was, does um, Bradley Cooper recommend when... Ride the Lightning, Metallica. Yes, that's it! When he's like, oh, good song. It's a good song. Let's put some music on. And she's thinking of like jazz or something. <laughs> Metallica? Metallica? Yeah. I love when um, Julia Styles, her husband... It's just like excuse me, excuse me, John Ortiz. Get his oh, name right. Put some respect on the man's name. John Ortiz. He's an accomplished yeah, actor, Michael Mann favorite, John Ortiz. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, yeah. He's just like sometimes I go in the garage. 
talc. <laughs> I love how he, I love how he re- I love his line reading of Megadeth in that scene, like yeah, Megadeth, and he just starts like <laughs> and like just start all these like noises and like mannerisms of just to like mimic of like what's going on. Cooper's like this dude's crazy, and I'm crazy. Um, it's just it was a. Yeah. Everyone's yeah, suffering. I, it's basically, I mean, basically, like the the thesis of this film is like yeah. everyone has issues. Even this perfect little family it's, with money yeah, and a baby and iPods and a weird, a weird fire. What is it? Yeah. A fire thing that she likes? It's not really a fireplace. It's like a fire wall. Yeah, it's a fort. Fire, yeah. <laughs> it's a fire hole in the wall. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, like fire out opening. Firewall. <laughs> firewall. Um, firewall. I mean, everyone has a firewall. What are you talking about, Fletcher? Everyone has a firewall. We all love our yada, firewalls. Yada. Yours is in the brick wall. So. Yeah, I, there's my firewall. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I kind of feel like at the end of the day, it's just like about two people who who kind of don't realize they're a match made in heaven for each other. Yeah. Like they kind of like I, um, what really what Pat struggles with is the things that. Tiffany sees our uniquenesses and uh when Patrick can't get over Nikki he kind of that's like his only option like who else is gonna like put I don't know I can't I kind of feel like Nikki and Pat are just their only options for each other I think all right this is what I'll say about the script all right everyone buckle in here we go. I think O'Russell <laughs> understands Pat pretty well. I think he writes Pat very well. I think he writes pretty much all the other characters pretty poorly. Um, I got Jackie Weaver and the Krabby Snacks and Homemates. <laughs> That's the best line. It's like, a good yeah. line. <laughs> I will agree. It's a good I'll line. Like the Krabby Snacks and Homemates. That is exactly <laughs> what my grandmother is like. Like exactly. Um, but like my biggest contention with the script um, is funny enough, you know, we brought up the scene of Tiffany barging in there and saying, you know, like talking about the odds and how I'm not messing up your bad juju, blah, blah, blah. After that scene, when he, when um, uh, Pat exits the house, he's standing outside, they start planning to lie about Nikki being at the, um, at the dance contest. Um, I think that's really gross. I think that's like a really gross thing to do to someone. And I kind of just, the moment they made that decision, like you're kind of, abu- like you're manipulating someone who's going through kind of like a mental crisis. That's where I kind of like got back and I'm like, oh, I can't like, I'm not okay with this. I know like, like just the concept of it, characters being like, you know, like his dad. And like, I understand that it's kind of heightened and it's kind of like supposed to be, you know, comedic. But you all, but you then you can't have the drama land too, because if you're trying yeah. to manage both tones, I just mean, I, I don't know. It's supposed to be kind of like showing that they kind of treat him like crap, you know? Because they but do. That's sometimes. They that's like, such a huge betrayal. Like I suppose you could also say it's um, uh, Pat's dad having trouble with connecting with the. Uh, I think but Pat, Tiffany suggests it too. No, I think it shows that no, Tiffany's against it, I thought. Tiffany's against No, she it. suggested it. She's like we have to lie to him to get him there. I mean, she she forges the whole letter in the first place, which I also think is a gross thing to do. Oh, it's a um, very gross thing to do. I think with Pat's dad, he Pat's dad wants to do it because I mean, he's addicted to gambling. 
and yeah, and, yeah. gambling. So I think that's just another mental health thing. But why right. redeem? But I guess I don't. But you gotta, you gotta talk about it. Like that's a really shitty thing to do to someone. You can't just act like he's the best father when he gives that you know oh, great no. speech to think, him. I don't think anyone's a good father. And, and, no, I don't think Robert De Niro is a good father in this. Sorry. Yeah. There's only one. No, father. I know. But like, you have to. There has to be some ramifications. <laughs> you kind of have to. Someone has to be like, dude, that was really fucked up. And. I don't know. There's that whole narrative choice of when, like, to, you kind of wanted like an audience surrogate sort of deal. Like, I just didn't. I just didn't. I, 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 I just know, like one of them is really against it. That was his mom, but his mom, oh, but his, his mom. mom's like, all right, cool. I mean, I, I tried to argue on you guys on this, but I guess we'll just do it. And it's just like, but that's kind of her role in this. I guess this film but, is very like everyone walks all over poor Jackie Weaver. <laughs> Nobody likes the Australians. Yeah, I know. I just think it's Dude, such a horrible thing to do to someone, especially someone in crisis that yeah, I and can't especially really because get, that's the no that's the point of no return for me. I can't really get back on board with any of those characters unless they really like redeem themselves because I suppose it's it also kind of so messed it's with, so messed up. It's so it's, messed up. It goes like the movie doesn't cross any other lines of morality and uh once you just go there and then it's like you don't really it's not like there's other complicated issues that are also dealt with. Mm-hmm. And it's like, just because you, you have this one thing and then you don't circle back, it kind of sticks out like a sore thumb a little bit more. Than yeah. it there's a great scene. There's a great scene that does the opposite in this movie where, or not the opposite, but does the thing that I want them to do is, so this is right after they had their explosive diner moments when, you know, she storms out, throws everything, which is a great scene. Um, I think I think Lawrence is incredible in this movie. I think she's the best performance. So good. Um, and I Minus think Cooper's Jackie really good in this movie. Minus Jackie Weaver. <laughs> she's she's great. She's, she's great. The best performance in this movie. Yeah, and it's a great example of like saying. doing the greatest work with nothing. It's yeah, yeah, kind of has really. nothing to work with. Like well, it's that. kind of like because she's such a um, she brings such a great energy. You can't excuse that in this in a way. Sure. Talk about this thing um, you're talking about, because I, 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 I think I know what you're going to say, and I'm excited to hear. Yeah, I think, I mean, this, I mean, honestly, if we get to favorite scenes, this might be my favorite scene, because I just think it's really well done, and it actually has, like, a nice little arc in it. So, you know, he's rushing to, you know, get her to, to like, apologize, like, come, go to her and, like, apologize. She's walking uh, away from him furiously. You know, they're in front of this movie theater. He starts trying to explain himself. She gets really upset. She starts yelling. He's harassing me. He's harassing me. People get involved. Mm-hmm. The cops come. And everything's just, like, crowding him. And it's, like, making him, like, you know, he's getting so anxious. He's having a panic attack. And he can't handle anything that's happening because it's so overwhelming. And, you know, the, the moment the cop gets there, he's in more trouble. He's trying to explain himself. But he can't catch his breath because he's having, like, a full meltdown. And um, Tiffany sees this. And he's like, She's like, oh, this is really fucked up. This was not fair for me to do. I'm yeah. so sorry. Like, even though you are an asshole and you said some oh, really goodness. shitty things at that diner, but like, I don't, this is not, this is not good for anyone. Um, and so then she de-escalated the situation and said, no, 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 it's fine. It was the kids. It was kids. You know, I have a really shitty sense of humor. That's it. That's a good scene. That shows like, you know, okay, but- that shows like a co- complication in like morality and just, I don't know. It just felt like I agree. It all made I sense. I agree. I think that I think that though the scene that you're talking about at the end 
would have happened the same way if Nikki hadn't have shown up. So like it, Pat would have been like, you know, having like a moral breakdown, like a mental mental breakdown if Nikki wasn't there and been like, you guys lied to me. Like, what the hell? Like, why? Why did you do that? But he knew he knew she she was lying to him because she knew that he because on that porch when he was reading while they were planning on lying to him again, he's like, oh, she wrote this letter. Oh, she was the one who wrote this letter because it has the same line that uh, she just said, you're not a stand-up guy, Pat, or whatever. Um, and that was directly into the, in the letter. But he and didn't know like, that they were lying to her, him about Nikki, right? I'm not sure. That's never said. I was trying yeah, to find I think, that. I think that, I mean, like, I think he thought that she was coming and, and she does end up coming. Mm-hmm. So I think, and then, and then Jennifer Lawrence... Tiffany ends up paying for it and she like goes to the bar and she's like really upset and she like freaks out because she's like oh my god Nikki's here and it's like okay girl like you did this on yourself true that's like, true you got what was coming to you and um, then, like, actually she just screams vodka soda which I think was, yeah. was very powerful yeah I guess I just wanted <laughs> one a few lines of like of uh, Tiffany soda. saying I did a horrible thing to you I'm really sorry that was not okay in the least uh, I hope you accept my apology or, or even Cooper like saying, man, that, that was really messed up, but I understand why you did it. I understand that you're broken too, blah, blah, blah. But that's the but thing. The, I think I, when you have mental, like they're suffering from these mental disorders where like, I don't think Tiffany, I mean, could you imagine the words like, I'm sorry coming out of Tiffany? It's mouth? true. No, it, it's true. I, I just want some recognition of how fucked up it was. To yeah. do it I think I can't imagine the words, I'm sorry, coming out of many of these characters' mouths besides <laughs> it's Jackie true. Weaver. It's Jackie true. Weaver! <laughs> She's the only one that's going to apologize for most anything. Well, I mean, like, but no, like, but she does apologize. Again, the scene I was talking about with like them at the movie theater, she's like, I'm sorry, that went too far. And just, I want to like, just, I don't know. Because, but... <laughs> Cooper's justification is when he finds out, like, she's like, you know, why would, why would you let me lie to you? Or like, how, you know, why didn't you tell me that you knew and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, oh, I have to, I understood why you did it. You had to do something crazy to match my crazy. I'm like, that's not a justification. He, she did something horribly emotionally manipulative to you. Like that's, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying he's a great guy either. Like he's not without his faults. I just, and, and even there's a, a review I read about, um, Save it. I'm not a review. I was doing the research for um, what psychologists thought of this movie and the depiction of mental illness. And one of the people who uh, I think was an IndieWire piece, I'll send it to Jack and he'll link it to the podcast or on our Twitter page. Um, It basically says that he, the psychologist, like, you know, he dug the movie. He really liked it. And he thought Cooper's portrayal and like the handling of mental illness was really accurate. But he felt like um, Tiffany's character needed more development because like there's, she has a lot more complications to her than the movie shows and how some of those decisions aren't really fleshed out the best way. And I'm like, that's the thing. I don't think, one, I think a Russell, I, I mean, from what I've heard from like the big criticism against people who've seen, or against him for people who've seen all of his films, he doesn't write women well, um, which would make sense because he seems like a misogynistic douchebag. Um, do, <laughs> I am not seeing joy. I can't speak on it. That's just what I've heard from others. Um, but like, and apparently you I don't know. Forward to speaking on it either. That just yeah. that choice erasure. I'm not, joy erasure. I'm not gonna <laughs> joy erasure. That's what I. That's what I can say. I also, I'm not gonna lie. Sorry to interrupt like, your your like morality uh, rant, but like sorry. I found it very funny that there was just. One, I'm gonna forget this. So I just want to shout it out. There was one police officer. <laughs> 
They just can't. There's always, just one. Yeah, it's There's funny. That is funny. He's on high alert. It's really. He's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, like, what's going on here? Mr. Mustache is like barging into everything. It's so like, funny. All right. <laughs> okay. Not an actor either. That was a real police officer. <laughs> <laughs> Officer Kigo or K- 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 Kigo? Yeah, it's an actual he announces, he, he, he announces himself too. He's like, Hi, I'm assigned to your case. What's the last name? What is Bradley Cooper's name in this movie? I forget. Patrick. Patrick. Pat, Pat what's his He's, last name? Uh, oh, I don't know, something Italian? Philadelphia. I, I don't know. Patrick, I believe. Oh, so, so wait. Uh, Solano. 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 Obviously. It is weird to see him being the son of Robert De Niro. Because, like, you're not the son of Robert De Niro. But, like, in, like, Shay, and, like, Shay Wiggum's there. And, like, you're not the son of Robert De Niro either. You're, you two are literally not Italian enough to Jackie be Jackie Weaver son. is the wife of Robert De Niro. So. That's, that's, oh, I buy that. 10,000%. They're a perfect couple. Little Jackie it's, Weaver. And it's funny how she's Australian. Oh, yeah, is she? Yeah. I didn't know that. That's funny. Yeah, she um, is. But I'll end, I'll end my rant here because I won't lie, like that choice did actually get me quite angry after watching it just because I felt like, I don't know. I, it just feels so, again, it's like, I don't want to say monstrous, but like you're taking advantage of someone with like going through a lot and has like, you know, mental, like, like is going through like a mental crisis in their life and you're kind of dangling a carrot in front of them. Just well, I understand. Them I just, do, I feel like at the but, same time that it's not the movie and yeah, it does tempt itself to to explore that avenue. I just think it's not concerned with exploring it. Um, but then that suffer- then the it, characters suffer for that. No, no, I, just... I realize that, but it's just like it's not like I think that it's not it's the kind of movie to bring it up and then not explore it. Like I feel like if it was more of a challenge, and and I feel like if it was asking more of an audience participation. You know, I'm I guess I would agree if they didn't just exhibit the exact thing that I'm referencing earlier in another scene. Like if they didn't have the exact way of like saying this was fucked up, my bad. I then I'd be like, okay, it's not that kind of movie. But it's like you've already done it once. I think you should do it again because yeah. this is a really fucked up thing to do. Um, and I also, guess you I could say don't... like Tiffany is less selfish. Again, I'm not blaming Tiffany here. I'm blaming how much she's actually given. Like, I think she just needs more time. And I think she, need, I think she needs better writing. Because I think there is something interesting with this character. And it's mostly done by Jennifer Lawrence's performance, I think. Um, but that's, that's my rant. Um, that, that, that's really it. And I don't even think Patrick does, doesn't deserve... Like, he's also really screwed up and is quite, like, sexist a lot of times. And I'm just oh, like, yeah. oh, okay, you're working on yourself too, buddy. Calm down. <laughs> like, let's, let's work on that, huh? Okay. <laughs> I love struggle. how she challenges him on that too. I think that's actually well done. Yeah, how like she like points true. out his hypocrisy. Do we know how accurate of a Philly movie this is? Let me ask the Philly correspondent. <laughs> yeah, right outside your door. Um, as a sports fan, I know they're the worst. Um, it's just no. It's just very like common knowledge in the sports world especially at the nfl for nfl fans that philadelphia philly philadelphia eagle fans i can't speak for some reason are the worst that's kind of hard on a podcast are the worst fans in sports when they won the super bowl they lost their fucking minds and like Mm -hmm. like like 
shit in a bag and put it in, you know, and like lit it on fire and like threw it all over the place. Like that, that's the stuff that these, like these kind of fans, like they're nuts. They're absolutely. That's, like, that's very represented in this film. Exactly. I mean, so I think that's why it's accurate. Been kicked out of NFL games. For um, fighting too much. I think this yeah. might be kind of hard to answer, but do we know, um, do we know like what Philadelphia is? <laughs> like I, as a I, concept? Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, like what's their thing? City. Oh their, yeah! Like, do they have a I thing? See. I know what you're saying because New York has New York is New York. You know, it's the city yeah. of city of lights. Or yeah. wait, is yeah. that no? That's, uh, no, that's, that's not, Paris and also Aurora, Paris. Illinois. I'm really fucking dumb. <laughs> the city of um, it's city. the Big Apple. <laughs> Damn it! It's Big Apple. It's a city that never sleeps. I think that's what I was trying to say. <laughs> Fuck me! It does have a lot of lights. You got to admit that New York does have a lot of lights. Oh yeah, I think New York probably has more lights than Paris. Yeah, or Aurora. <laughs> um, yeah, Aurora, Illinois. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Um, but yeah, no, I see LA is Hollywood. You know, Washington D.C. big government. Like yeah, they a lot of these metropolitans have their thing. Of, I think they're like kind of Midwestern. Rock. Is it a, is it aggressiveness? Is it like yeah, I've heard that. They're bad with their road signs. I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Hold on, let me look it up here. Philadelphia cheesecakes. Or wait, is it cheesecakes or steaks? I think it's Cheese steaks. Steaks. Because I go. was okay. So I guess um, their zoo is a big deal. Their zoo. Okay. That is true. Yeah, the like, Liberty Bell. Get... The Liberty mm. Bell. The Liberty that's Bell. Their thing. That's patriotism. Well, that's where that's where like oh, you, if you know Rocky. Yeah, that's what I. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> those stairs, man. Everyone loves those stairs. Because you can do an impression of someone from Boston, or I see an impression from someone from texas but Chicago. does philadelphia have dub bears yeah, like, now you just sound like fletcher i mean that's kind of that like, that's like? true it's, that's yeah, always 100 percent. yeah <laughs> you're michael mann yeah i am um, michael mann <laughs> um but yeah like i i'm always been curious about if philadelphia was known First for library Ooh, that's a middle school school national yeah but like the Doctor like this is interesting but these are all fun facts like it's not like you can say this is my impression yeah. of Philadelphia. Yeah, I mean that's that's a lot of places. Um, no, I see what you're saying. There's no. St- I mean, I, the only thing that I know Philadelphia for is aggressiveness. Wait, let and me ask Siri. Should I ask Siri? I always ask Siri. That's is she our Philly let me correspondent? Put her on hey Siri, what is Philadelphia's thing? <laughs> Oh, wait. She might be on my other. Is she she's asleep? She's, she, no, she's like, just a moment. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I, bye, please. It's she been a while since I've been asked that. <laughs> I have to go into the deep files for this. Siri, what is Philadelphia's thing? Maybe you need to pronounce it thang. What's Philadelphia's thang? She's on it. I'm she's on it all right she's really thinking yeah i mean it's hard i don't think maybe maybe siri <laughs> doesn't even know moment. do we have an alexa to go to <laughs> this is really embarrassing something went wrong does someone, have GP- does someone have a gps they can talk to let me just let me um, just put it in google what is philadelphia's thing okay but i, I know it's silver saying, lining's Jack. playbook what it's yeah uh, eagles silver lining's playbook rocky these are its things. Liberty Belt. Cheese, 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 steaks. cheese whiz on steak. Called mm. the cheese steak. There's a Thrillist article called Actually Cool Things to Do in Philadelphia Right Now. 
nothing because coronavirus. I mean, yeah, I was like, right now, <laughs> stay the fuck at home. But like, when are you doing? Not right now. You you stay home now. That's what you do. Um, <laughs> but no, I know what you. I know what you're saying, Jack. The culture is not really well known. There's not this uh-huh. stereotype. There's not this universal idea of what the fuck Philadelphia is. I just all I know is the Eagles and aggressiveness. That's all I know. Like yeah. I can tell you more about Pittsburgh than I can tell you about fucking Philadelphia. Yeah. Like Pittsburgh, steel, blue collar, you know, Steelers. Um, Steelers. You know, much more industrial, much more, um, you know, like it's kind of Republican, but not too Republican. That makes you like kind of like, well, it's a pretty populated place for her to be Republican. It's like, it's, I, yeah, Philadelphia is definitely like, uh, I mean, isn't that where the Constitution was born? And Rocky, that's, that's, that's all I got. And I feel like this is an appropriate time to, to bring this up because I can't think of any major movie from this decade that we'd have an opportunity to bring up Philly, you know? Like, it's not like, oh, well, uh, Creed. this is another... Yeah. Creed. Of course. Creed. Good movie. Love Get it. fucked, Jack. Get fucked. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> um, how embarrassing. Philadelphia. But there's a movie called Philadelphia. Oh, that's Jonathan true. Demi's movie. Yeah, Nin- of 1994. Yeah. And it's yeah, not really... About Philadelphia, it's like you know about AIDS. <laughs> it is. I, mean, it is much, AIDS. I, I don't know if Philadelphia wants to be synonymous with AIDS, but that—that's what the movie's about. It's about Denzel oh, not brotherly love. To be homophobic. That's their—that's their whole—that's their whole thing is brotherly love. That's that, thats their Philadelphia is the home of brotherly love. That's what that's that they're saying. Brotherly love. Do you know? What is it just like is? being cool, like being nice, being friendly, being neighborly? Hey, you're my brother. Weren't we just saying they're aggressive in Philadelphia? (laughs) That's a a sharp change. Now it's it's just like goodbyes. I'm not saying saying they actually, you know, like, stay true to that statement. There's another Bradley Cooper movie set in Philadelphia in the 2010s. 2011, it's called Limitless. Is that really in Philadelphia? Oh, that's funny. Safe, starring uh, Jason Statham, not to be confused with Todd Haynes' safe. Silver Linings Playbook. Funny. Good movie. Dead Man Down with Colin Farrell. That's it. <laughs> That's a wrap on Philly movies. In 2010. In the 2010s. Yeah. That's it. That's Damn. Like, and Creed. Philly. And Creed. Oh. Wow. What other performances um, do we want to highlight here? Or do we want to talk something about something else? Do we fully believe Jennifer Lawrence deserved the Academy Award for Best Actress? Oh, let's look at the nominations. I have them up right now. Oh, you're ahead of me. Okay, so our winner was Jennifer Lawrence for Silver Linings Playbook. Yeah, she like tripped on the thing. She did, she tripped on the thing. She's Uh, so quirky, she's just like us. (laughs) She's just like us. Emmanuel Emmanuel Riva for more. I believe the favorite going in, I believe. Uh, Of like kind of your outsider, where is this coming from nomination? Naomi Watts for The Impossible. I, how? Okay. Uh, the J.A. Biona movie with yeah, it's, Ewan it's McGregor. It. I like it. that movie. And a young yeah. Tom Holland. Um, King! <laughs> I would do anything for that man. I will <laughs> give my left foot for that man. Um, no, you're, my, doing, you're not Daniel Day-Lewis. <laughs> that's good. My personal Thank you. pick. Thank you. Jessica Chastain and so Zero Dark Thirty. Mm. And the young... Actress, the young girl from *Beasts of the Southern Wild*. Oh, Quincy Van Walls. I think I don't. 
Yeah. I think that's how it works. I haven't yeah, seen Southern Wild. Yeah. Wait, wait, so, wait, wait. So that's the only one out of this bunch that I haven't seen. I honestly was rooting for her when I when I watched it. I loved Beast of the Southern Wild. Interesting. Yeah. And I hadn't seen Silver Linings Playbook at the time because my parents wouldn't make Curious, it. Because it was pretty dark. Yeah. Yeah, but when Jennifer Lawrence, I was like, yes, Katniss, hashtag penis forever. I love PETA. Oh, God. <laughs> I was so into that. P-E-E-N-I-S-S. All I wonder how that actor feels. What's that actor's name? Josh Hutcherson? He's a Bernie Brown. Yeah. You have to kiss Jennifer Lawrence. That's true, but like, like you saw J Law become like literally like a gigantic movie star, and Most he's like, "Loved." I'm gonna go to like make a Hulu show that no one watches. Yippee! Which uh, was worth? Was uh, was in Hunger Games again? Future, Future Man. Yeah, that, that's his. That's his Hulu show. Yeah, what were you asking, Jack? So, who's our pick? Who would? What? Who? Who's our pick for? What, what? Or would Wallace. we give it to? I think uh, Wallace. Oh, oh, uh, well, I, 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 the only movies I've seen, the only movies I've seen from those nominations, just lie, um, just lie, pretend you've seen them all, just lie. I've seen, I've seen, I've seen them all, um, love them all, (laughs) particularly more. seen that five times. Um, no, I think it's a comfort watch. Yeah. Jessica, I, I forgot. I thought Zero Dark Thirty. I've always think Zero Dark Thirty is twenty thirteen. Don't ask me why. I just always think that it's always no. I can, that's understandable. I think twenty thirteen. Like I'm always thinking it's twenty eighteen. Like that'd be weird. That would be weird. That would actually be concerning. Constantly. I would actually have a talk with someone if they if they're like, yeah, <laughs> Zero Dark Thirty twenty eighteen. I don't really like Jessica Chastain. Maybe that's bad on me, but like, damn. She's yeah. one like, of us. As a person? She's a redhead. Are you kidding? Yeah, no, she's one of us. But like, yeah, I don't know. I think she's done like as an that. actress or as a person? I think she's done some annoying stuff on Twitter that I can't really remember right now. But like, don't let that come back to, to, to haunt me that I've said this. But mm-hmm. I mean, she's mm-hmm. she's like a white feminist. Like She's very good in Molly's Game. Very she's good great in Molly's Game. Yeah, game. yeah you're, really you're Molly's character. Game defender. Yeah. I like Molly. I haven't seen I, I so haven't good. seen in a while. Honestly, honestly, like she should have gotten a nomination. That was just like the hardest. Year. Oh, that was egregious. That was egregious. I think she Hard- should have no, won. That was like the hardest year for Best Actor, like ever. Yeah, Frances McDormand wasn't losing. Frances McDormand, so. Tanya, uh, what's her face, Margot Robbie. I think Margot Robbie should have beat Frances McDormand, and Frances McDormand should have. That's got a popular out. take. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Saoirse Ronan for Lady Bird is also. Sally yeah. Hawkins too. Sally Hawkins. Yeah. I'm a I'm a sucker too for people who. That's why I like Jennifer Lawrence winning for this one. Mm. for original performances because i think the academy really prefers um performances that are based on something that's real people yeah that's a good point real people Um, or like joker you know something that's already there (laughs) so i kind of like jennifer lawrence one or like emma stone for la la land like i know a lot of i think you know natalie portman did a great job and jackie a lot of people wish she had won but i really like it when speaking natalie portland like black swan original performance yeah, boom. I really like it when original performance, and usually it's with women. Men usually win for, like, performances. Abraham Lincoln. Exactly. Winston Churchill. Exactly. Yeah, Winston Churchill, yeah, yeah. The they got their thing. The oh, no, yeah, Meryl Streep <laughs> in The Post. She was nominated that year. No, get her yes. out of there. Yeah, no, get her out of there. I like The get Post, her... honestly, but I don't think she deserves it more than Molly. Jessica Chastain there. What are you doing? No, yeah. I like I like her a lot. I haven't seen Zero Dark Thirty in a while. I know it is quite I like Zero Dark Thirty because it's about at the end at its very core. Um, if you're like if you have like an exiting through twenty tens bingo card, then like you can check that off. Um, 
I, I think it's it's really good as just depicting someone who's like an obsessive. And it's kind oh, of, yeah. it kind of reminds me of Jake Gyllenhaal and Zodiac. And Zodiac. Yeah. So, I was thinking the same thing. I don't know. I, I, I just, it's someone I, who's just like, fuck, fuck my life. Fuck yeah. any relationships I have. Yeah. Uh, fuck my own, like, you know, my own morality or, you know, my emotions. I just must complete this task no matter what. And it's I a think she's great in that movie. movie. I, I, and I think mostly am a fan of I would big give, films, so. I would give it to her for that, for that year. Um, yeah. I think Lawrence is great in this, even though I have a lot of problems with the movie and how her character is written. I think she's great in this. Um, I think it's her... certainly like a, a performance that you kind of feel like, oh, okay, so you're going to be like a star forever. Oh, yeah, dope. It is a star making role, <laughs> even though technically now? it was Hunger Games, but this is It was very a much win like... for quirky girls all over the world. I will say that. <laughs> it was a win for bra girls. Messy yeah. buns and eating pizza in the bathtub, you know, like that kind of thing. It was a win for those girls. And we should treat it as such. We should treat it as such. Um, have you guys seen Winter's Bone? I feel like that's one that's eventually no. unpacked. But that I, that one is I like, like too. I I think that is an extraordinary performance. And it, and she was also nominated she's a for good that actress. Year she's a legitimately lost. good actress. Like yes. oh, she's she horrible really in those X Men movies, but she's like a good actress. <laughs> And she's going to be in McKay's new film. And I am a McKay warrior, even though everyone hates everything he makes. <laughs> well, I, I like most of the things he's made. I like most of the things he's Vice. made, so I'm with you. I believe uh, he... Um, people hate Vice. I'm mixed on, I'm mixed no, on Vice. I, I like I, when I first lot. watched it as a white liberal, I was like, yeah, fuck George Bush. And then like later on, people were like, it was badly edited. I'm like, I don't know. Fuck George Bush. I have the receipts to prove that, too. It's true he does um I mean, but yeah i, I think Jim, yeah seriously yeah i yeah, know i've met the guy too <laughs> fuck him he sucks <laughs> is there something that we want to see from jennifer lawrence like moving forward because no, that, funny enough that's exactly what i was gonna ask fletcher what do you think is her next career move fletcher what do you think the thing i think before before we answer this i believe she also has that a24 movie um about the ptsd i'll look it up I'll yeah, no, up. she's got a lot on the horizon. I'm hoping for, I mean, like Red or Sparrow. It's like, oh, she's taking this long gap, but like Red Sparrow was what, like a year and a half ago? Yeah, it's, like, it's not like, like 2018. It's not the longest. I remember when Timothy Chalamet said he was going to take a break from acting after <laughs> Little Woman, like, sir. But then like announced it like a day after he's playing Bob Dylan, like, what the? It's like, all right, sir. Yeah. It's usually run into it. Although I haven't okay, seen her around. Like, and, and Lawrence was in, was in Dark Phoenix just last year. Everyone's favorite <laughs> motion picture. A lot of, although she's not saying she's taking a break. She's just been like on lower on the radar recently. Like she had a huge like, I'm here. And then it's like, now I'm gone. Yeah. Honestly, I, I, I mean, I think that we're a generation after this, but it's kind of what I hear about what happened to Anne Hathaway. Yeah, like, I could honestly see a lot of things then... Jennifer Lawrence taking like a, like a film version of like a Fran Drescher kind of thing where... <laughs> She just kind of, oh. she just kind of like is a big boom and a revelation, and you're like, wow, Fran Drescher is one of us. <laughs> like all of a sudden, it's like, where'd she go? And then she just comes back and is like, oh, remember? Like you know, she's in all these like crappy shows, and you're like, well, here she is again. Or so you she, want her to go towards a more comedy route? I don't want her to do. I want her to do what makes her happy. Oh. <laughs> No, you softy no. you i mean ideally the I end of the day. Starring more good things because i think she's a good True. actress I think but what do you think would what do you think would end her 
her like not how does this not her like Porky pizza you know, girl. Yeah, like what would end the stigma around Jennifer Lawrence? What would hate? What would end the? There's a huge. There's a weird stigma around Jennifer Lawrence too, because I feel like when you ask guys, like you're not like film guys, but like random guys, you're like, "Who's your celebrity crush?" They're always like, weirdly and like very, very like they know exactly when you, they, you ask them. They're like, "Jennifer Lawrence. It's Jennifer Lawrence," and you're like, um chill out like you should have to think about that a little yeah, bit yeah she i mean she's quite attractive but i don't think she's like my like top four no like every guy i'm like i don't ask this question frequently but like when they are asked this they're like jennifer lawrence and so i feel to like break the ice a- no to break the ice you're like i need What's your huh? Let's talk about it. <laughs> i want to spreadsheet by next week yeah. top 30 details 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 numbers colors ranked i think that's just like so weird and i think that needs to end and i think that i think the quirky pizza girl thing i think we're over it i think we're over that hopefully um yeah i kind of feel like the manic pixie dream girl is taken off like a different evolution i do a funny story that i didn't get to tell with this yet oh please one one time i was like i think earlier this year right before coronavirus hit my close friend Eli was coming to town and I wanted to show him this movie because I thought he would really like it. Eli Manning? Yeah, actually him. Yep. <laughs> now this is Eli Sigmund. <laughs> you are in New York, so I, I just it could assume. be Eli Manning, but he was coming Meg to Brady town. Meg Brady wakes up in a cold sweat. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think that we, I think I tweeted about it on my like account on Twitter, which people have. Um, I think I, I was like, does anyone want to watch Silver Linings Playbook but skip to all of Jennifer Lawrence's scenes? Which is something we've been talking about. I mean, she's one of the best parts of this movie. She's very fun. She's spunky, electric. So I tweeted it as like a funny, like, let's skip to all of her scenes because her scenes are the best. Mm-hmm. Then this random Jennifer Lawrence stan <laughs> came in my replies and was like, girl, if you don't get over it, like, you have no life. Like, Jennifer Lawrence is the best thing that's happened. Like, you don't get it. And like, she's deleted the tweet now. So I don't, I can't go back and look at it. But then if you look at my replies, I'm like, hey, girl, like, I don't know. I don't think you read this tweet correctly because yeah, I, I was going to be like, your what? side of the equation, like, I want to skip to all of the scenes she's in. And she was like, oh, like, no problem. Like, I love her. And I was like, I love her so much. And she's like, me too. And I was like, oh, now we're friends. And then I like, looked at her replies. So I was like, I wonder if she's just been like name searching Jennifer Lawrence. And yeah, and she said some like pretty racist shit when she was like oh getting in arguments with random people. And I was like, oh God, no, we're not friends. Like, uh-uh, like, no. <laughs> but anyways, that was a funny, you know, Jennifer so Lawrence stands are. Whew, the only on. death threat I've ever received was on Twitter from a Dylan O'Brien stand account. <laughs> they sent me a Liam Neeson gift from Taken. <laughs> I will find you and I will kill you. And it was in reply to me saying, like, so our friend of the podcast, Meg Brady, did this fun Three little thing yeah. during uh, coronavirus where she made, like, a hot guys bracket, like March Madness, basically, of all, like, of the, like, the hottest guys in film and television and all of the above and, like, sports and entertainment. And he was beating my main guy, Killian Murphy, my main, my main man. My, yeah, Killian like, Murphy, yeah, that's a big deal. He's just my guy. 
I'm like, Dylan O'Brien, okay, whatever. Like, he was in those Maze Runner movies. He seems cute. But, like, Killian Murphy's, like, one of the... Just, like, the most gentleman hot person ever. Like, in Peaky Blinders, he wears the fuck out of the suits. So I tweeted, as you do, about, oh, I want Killian Murphy to win. Who's, you know, who's voting for all this, you know, this Dylan O'Brien shit? Not thousands, but, like, like four, like, a dozen different Stan accounts. Not thousands, four. (laughs) Several. For for me, it feels like thousands as someone who's not popular on Twitter. Um, But like, just get like dozens or like a dozen Dylan O'Brien Stan accounts. I know I'm like changing the numbers left and right, but I I can't remember. And just all of them just be like, your butt hurt. What are you, you know, what are you talking about? We love Dylan. And it's like, all right, dude, it's like, whatever. Like I... It's I can't, and, and I just like, in the, in yeah, someone, you Jennifer know, Lawrence search, and then anyone who's like talking remote. No, it's it's that thing. Like, they just name search. No. That's all they do. It was I literally, it was the like most awkward situation. I had control of all of those Dylan O'Brien accounts, so it was like <laughs> when I had to tell you, it was so weird. Too. Yeah, yeah, I was behind all of that, and it's like it made you feel really uncomfortable. I didn't know that's what it would do. I know. Um, it was only Tom Mulaney got out so early, and I was so upset, so I had to do something. I don't know. He did um, get out early, which was bullshit. He's so cute. Okay, I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, I don't want to talk about. Um, it. Hey, I don't want to talk about it either. It was fucking Killian Murphy lost that round, I think, or the next round. I don't know, Brian Santa Casca. We're gonna do a different one. I, I know we we have to, just because it had such a weird finish. Yeah. Like that whole, but that whole bracket. Dylan O'Brien kept moving on and on. It was just because of the stand accounts. And Meg told me this. It's like, yeah, they had like those are like the largest amount of votes I get who on this won? bracket. Hmm? Who won? Oh, who won? Oh, I can't remember. Someone who didn't deserve it to be. I I apologize. I, I know this is me just really just not coming up with a satisfying conclusion, but I honestly can't remember. We should do best celebrity crushes that someone has told you is their, or worst celebrity crushes that someone has told you is their celebrity crush. You could before. do one side as best and one side as worst. Yeah, yeah. And, and then the best yeah. goes against the worst. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Dig it. What are we talking about? Oh, yeah, Silver Lang's playbook. <laughs> uh, just Jennifer thinking about Lawrence, that. Quirky girl. Yeah, yeah get, get, get rid Bruh of the girl. Amy. Amy Schumer, uh, Schumer. God fucking damn it, Clark. Amy Schumer. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah no, the, she has that kind of vibe. Yeah. Well, you know, she's also like friends with Amy Schumer. Like weirdly good friends with Amy Schumer, and I'm just like, it's weird. Calm down. I think yeah, she I, dropped I, that and became like more of like a had like the quirkiness of like a Gilda Radner, and was like, mm. I'm just funny and I love everyone, and like. Yes, I fall downstairs, but like I get up and I wear my overalls and I do goofy things with my hair. Like I think she. I go that. to the grocery store too. I'd be like, okay, yeah, like Jennifer Lawrence, she's she's a queen and she knows it. But yeah. like with this whole like, and I'm self-deprecating. I hate myself. I don't yeah. deserve this award. It's like okay, no, no, none, none of this, please. Yeah, her, I um was doing it a lot when we covered Best Pictures. That I would go back and watch the uh, acceptance speeches. Mm. And I went back and saw Jennifer Lawrence's and it does have the vibe of you like me, you really like me of someone who you've in, and, and this is, it's kind of a trend of the Academy of this decade. Like if you see um, Brie Larson, Alicia Vikander, the people that, um, that they kind of like put their seal of approval <laughs> of a person that's, that's now indicted in, in the industry. 
Mm-hmm. And, the, and you can kind of trace it back to Jennifer Lawrence, someone who kind of oh, feels now accepted into, uh, into a, what is, I was going to call Hollywood a community, but I, I guess it's not. Accepted into Hollywood? Yeah, 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 I, I suppose. And, and, and industry, like, you could say. An, an industry. industry. It is a form of validation um, to win Best Actress. And I think people were championing on her so much that I see what you're saying. Kind of, I see what you're saying. It feels like justified more so. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. Like, you can have a career now. Like, it, it kind of feels yeah. like that. Like, yeah. oh, you won the best, you know, you won the best actress um, when you were so young. You could have a career. And it kind of does. And then, as much as it is likely that it, she will have some kind of burnout, Florence Pugh, when she does win an Oscar, which I feel like is going to be soon, she's going to have the same kind of thing. Where it's like, oh wow, I didn't realize that I didn't. I could be here, you know. And, and then like, once we once we get there, it's, my it's, jammy jammy tarts. Oh, I can't believe I've won an Oscar today. Yeah, absolutely, and she brings like a pot of marmalade up there. Yeah. Would you look at my horrible nose? Oh, <laughs> I'm like, so embarrassed. I'm so. I wasn't expecting I a British accent. I just to make my little stews yeah. and oh, my, I just want to think. I just want to take my, thank my wonderful partner, Zach Braff. The audience go, groans. Uh, you He's know, got a great together. ice cream maker. He <laughs> <laughs> was on everyone's favorite television program, Scrubs. Everyone remembers Scrubs, right? I was still in my mother's womb when Scrubs. <laughs> right, right. There's going to be. Oh right. <laughs> yeah. If any of you may talk shit about me, I'll have you. <laughs> oh, God. So I'll have Zachary come after you. Zachary? <laughs> <laughs> she does call him Zachary. There's Zachary. no way she doesn't. I don't like that. Oh, I don't like it either. Okay. Um, but what are we gonna Silver do? Silver Linings playbook. Chris Tucker is good in this. Surprisingly, I like Chris restrained. Tucker a lot. Surprisingly restrained. Like, I mean, I think you kind of have to be if you're gonna like, you know, like he is still Chris Tucker, but like at at this point in his career, I think everyone. I think everyone he's ever met in this industry was like, just down a notch. Mm. Just like at, at that point, I think he's been told too many times, like, calm the fuck down. Um, and it's like we brought up the the idea earlier. Uh, Brad Cooper could have the idea of making Pat this really unhinged, unfocused caricature of someone with a mental illness, and I feel like that same applies to Chris Tucker, where it's like, it's true. he could see this as, as a person who um, has no control of themselves, and thus you have no control of the character's mannerisms, and because he, ha- he shows such, such like, humanism and nuance, it's, true. it's quite shocking. <laughs> he could use this as an, as an excuse to go full fifth element, but he doesn't, and I think that's really smart. Yeah. He's, it's just very fun. I like the dance scene when he teaches them how to dance. Oh, he's great in that. Yeah. So fun. So good. I find, I find the, uh, um, the set for the dance, the little dance studio that, uh, Tiffany has, like, kind of awkwardly staged. Not in, like, a bad way, just kind of like, oh. Like, this, where did this, this come from? Yeah, it kind of feels like a model like home for cool some too. reason. I like the way it looks, but I'm like, what? 
like well, they're like oh you're doing your little dance thing now and it's like oh no she like has a full dance studio like, <laughs> right she's installed the bar that she told about it would but it, i, I kind of like it too because she explains like oh this used to be a garage i had to refurbish the whole thing i you know i planted i i made like made this into a dance studio this was never really a dance studio i just like kind of willed it to be one and it kind of does feel like that Women do that. David O. Russell, yeah, he knows. Like, women do that. <laughs> women just make dance studios after their husbands die. They're just like, He's, oh. he's really tapped into the uh, feminine consciousness. Yeah. Oh, my yeah, God. That's how women are like, well, I'm just going to make a dance studio and dance. That's how especially when they're going through a thing. Like, oh, yeah, yeah I'm just going to, like, gonna make get into your interior design. What is her job in this movie? <laughs> she got fired. Oh right! She, oh, that's right. Because she slept. Because he sl- slept yeah. with eleven people, apparently, including that's women. Right. I feel is, like I don't know. That's weird. I don't. Yeah, I don't feel. Part, I don't. I don't feel comfortable or Russell writing that stuff. Yeah, no one knew. She was like, "It's so hot." I was like, "What? what? <laughs> this is weird." Yeah. Not also, weird like she did it, but weird that it's written like that. Yeah. And yeah, and also like how her husband died because he was on a lingerie run. That's the whole thing. Is that he died because he a was laundry. going to pick up? <laughs> That's a he was going to we all make, isn't it? I know. I just like <laughs> why? Why? <laughs> why have her sexuality tied to her husband's death? This just makes no sense. And I, that's maybe maybe that's the book's fault. But even if you're a wrestler, you're like I don't remember if that's what happened in the book. This is bullshit. Come on. Like he died getting her some lingerie. Like what are we doing here? And like how she had to paint a vic- picture of yes, the Victoria's Secret bag was in the front seat when he died. I'm like, what? First of all, okay, like, like the guy who runs corrupt. Like, okay. Um, but yeah, no, it, dance studio is great. I, I want a dance studio, and I don't even dance. <laughs> It'd be well, funny maybe, if you got into dancing. If you find a girl whose husband has just died, she'll just fuck around from a lingerie run, run specifically. Yeah, she'll yeah. be like, yeah, you know what? Hmm. I think I'm, I want to build a dance studio. Yeah, studio. yeah, it, it'll it, it'll change my life for sure. I think I if think you find a girl who abruptly leaves dinner just because she's bored, then you know, <laughs> then you and who kind of stalks you too, who like <laughs> hey, while you're yeah. running, Loki doesn't know boundaries. Yeah, then it's kind of like Michael Myers coming from like like it's sometimes like she appears like like a slasher villain. Out of nowhere, chasing yeah, no, that's Bradley funny. Cooper. I love that. And apparently, um, Jackie Weaver like says later, or someone says later, that Jackie Weaver's the one who told um, Tiffany his routes where he runs to get them together more. I think De Niro says that. Which is, okay, interesting development. Um, do we have any thoughts on the uh, De Niro... Cooper relationship? Cooper, like, relationship, yeah. No. <laughs> honestly, I don't. Like, honestly, it's just kind of like, yeah, it's okay. Like, yeah. I don't really pay attention to that at all in the film. I'm just kind of like... Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's definitely... They there. It's definitely <laughs> the weaker subplot, in my opinion. And it's not the fault of the actor. I mean, I'll say this. I don't think... It takes me a while to see De Niro locked in. Like, at, like for the first half of this movie, I'm like, okay, he's just being De Niro. I, like, I don't. This he's not really trying that hard here. But the moment, the moment when he has that heart to heart on his bed where he's teary eyed, and from then on, I'm like, okay, okay, this is De Niro. Okay, I, okay, you're locked in. I guess he's it. woken up. 
Yeah, that's the only time where, like, from that from that point and the movie onward, um, I was like, okay, De Niro is here. He's he's alive. He's awake. He's present. And while that shit is pretty solid, I do feel like it is the standard men don't know how to communicate. Yeah, it, it, it's stick. a bit it's a bit derived for sure. Yeah, we've you know like yeah, especially with De Niro playing you know portraying toxic masculinity. Oh, jeez. Him? What? De Niro? <laughs> not De Niro. Like, wait, are you telling me he's not that great with emotions? Are you really, you're not, you're telling me he's not that sensitive? Yeah. He know. has a little bit of uh, emotional invulnerability. Wow. Okay. He's oh, put up I mean, boundaries. Yeah. He's never done I that before. I would not have guessed. He's never yeah. done that before. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I think he's all right. Um, yeah, I think the brother stuff there. is kind of random too. Like yeah, him and Shea no. Wiggum. Weird kind of ex- is his brother. It is weird. And I kind of, ex- just like one more note, I kind of felt let down by De Niro because I had I'd yeah. heard this performance was so hyped up and it's like a revelation. It's a comeback. It's all right. It was his yeah, comeback, but it wasn't like, a, it wasn't like, a, oh my God, he's Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. It was just kind of yeah. like, yeah, he's here. You, it's like a, it's like a <laughs> warming feeling, you know? It's not like- Absolutely. It's not the feeling you have when you eat like a really good food, but it's like, oh, like- It's, it's like comforting. It's like, ah, he's here. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't make him, he, he like, per, he was like putting effort in. Cause I know there was a streak leading up to this of like some questionable choices, you know? Yeah. Um, I'm kind of like, mean, there's a, there's a streak like after this. That, there's a streak, there's a streak after this where he has questionable, questionable choices too. He's, he's been, yeah. he's been on, um, hit or, hit or miss this, this decade. Really hit or um, miss. It's like the Joker or the Irishman. <laughs> like, bad, I know. Bad well, grandpa, I mean, like, or bad grandpa, or uh, what else is? Good I mean, like the Irishman is like one of his best work for me. So it's like kind of crazy how it's like wow, even at this age, like God tier. Fockers films, like Need the Fockers. That was early. T- that was that was beginning of the century. Was that him? Yes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a scary CIA guy. I get him and Brian Cranston, not like generally, but like you know, like Brian Cranston had that one film, like Why Him. That seems oh, yeah. like with James Franco. Yeah. yeah, that seems like a Robert De Niro role. Megan Mullally. I, 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 it's definitely comes from that. Yes, I, 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 I agree exactly yeah. to what you're saying. Concur. Yeah, he, he doesn't really have anything good this decade. I mean, like you got The Intern, yeah. Joy, Dirty Grandpa. Oh, oh Joy! Joy! You can joy. have bad. You can have Dirty Grandpa, or you can have Joy. <laughs> he is in Dirty Grandpa and Joy. Um, he's in a he appears in American Hustle for a second. Two genders, Dirty Grandpa and Joy. <laughs> oh my! I'm I'm kind of upset now that I didn't bring up the intern. I love he is so good in the intern. I've never seen the intern, but I want that was oh, the first so movie that fun. I like was playing when I got the job at that movie theater to bring up full circle. Wow! How funny. He's he's very similar to this, where it's like you feel like, but even like heightened here, where it's like you feel comforted that De Niro is on screen. It's uh, yeah, really good, really good. Okay, I'll watch it. The Irishman is really only the real like the movie, like uh, 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 the movie where he's actually been like capital G good in, like great joy. <laughs> <laughs> No more joy. Exist, joy but I don't have joy anymore. What is the new like vote 
It's just like joy. <laughs> Go out and joy. Register to joy. Register joy 2020. Joy 2020. <laughs> Do your duty and joy. Joy. <laughs> joy for Biden. Joy. God, no. One word right. syllable films for the win. Joy. Cat. <laughs> Any other ones? Silver um, Linings Playbook. Oh, wait, no. That's close. Shame. Shame. Creed. Creed. Uh, Rocky. That's two. Oh, well. It looks Creed. like one. Yeah, Creed. Final thoughts? Uh, take your meds. That's my final. Just take your fucking meds. Don't don't be an asshole. Take it. Take if it, it, unless it's really bothering you. If someone prescribes it to you, if you trust your psych, psychologist, I take like your the, fucking the, meds. One of the first scenes with them together when they talk about the meds that they've taken. That's so great. And That's Julie actually Stiles really great. And who's the guy who plays Julie? John Ortiz? John, John Ortiz. Ortiz. Julia Stiles and John Ortiz are like, um, <laughs> can we have a dinner? Yeah, exactly. You have dinner and meds. It's true. I, I love I love a good meds conversation meds because it's also like it's again normal. when I was reading those normalized dinner and meds. No, it's true. No, it's true. No, no I, that's about a, it. Like it's like oh yeah, like this is something that I have to take. It's like a day to day thing. It, exactly. It's and, like, the people it's that also react, relatable. Like, Julia Stiles does, which like Julia Stiles great performance, but like that mm. character is like shut up, challenge. Seriously. So. Yeah, no, it's it's that that part is good because it's like yeah, this is like a normal conversation. They're just sharing the medicines that they've taken and the experiences they've had, and it's like a, a thing, you know. Well, I, I was that's reading. That, that's a microcosm of the the movie as a whole. Yeah, I, that, the good parts of the movie for sure. Um, I was reading. Um, so yeah, you know, I keep referencing. I was reading all these uh, reviews or these uh, opinions from psychologists on how and uh, how uh, reflective the movie is on the accuracy of mental illness and blah, blah, blah. And a lot of them praised that scene because it, yeah. un- it destigmatizes a lot about medications. Like, oh yeah, it's just like, it does, it, it's not this scary thing. Like some, I mean, it, I mean, it is scary, but it's not like this taboo. It shouldn't be a taboo subject. That's what I'm trying to say. That's what they were kind of like referencing. Like, yeah, it's like patients, like people who take these medications have these kind of conversations because it's something yeah. that's re- instantly relatable. And, and they can like, have them at dinner. It's true. It's totally fine. I mean, I don't really understand why you're uncomfortable by it. Like, when people are uncomfortable by it. It's just another type of conversation. They're like, talking about iPods. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> iPods and meds. Like iPods. iPods, meds, dinner, babies, yeah. fireplaces. Three food groups. Four, four food groups. Five food groups. Um, dance rooms. Dance rooms are cool. Oh, that scene. We got to talk about the the dancing. The actual, like contest their final do they do the move because i can never tell every time i watch it i'm like is that the move yeah they do the move it's it it works out horribly but they do it it's when she jumps and he and she puts his puts her crotch right into his face she yeah and kind of awkwardly like... carries him around yeah and then kind of like you get of course like a reaction to like whoa like oh, okay all right like in that's a thing. comedy that's what yeah that's like what they kind of cut to i think wait that would be, I don't know if we have to like announce our favorite scenes, but like one of my other favorite. Okay, I'll wait then. Yeah. yeah. Bye. Um, but yeah, no, I think that like the music choice, I think it's shot really well. That um, oh, dance scene. Someone I famous think... shot this. Oh, oh, I, I was supposed to. Roger I shot it. 
Roger Deakins. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I actually, Roger I was the cinematographer for this film. Playbook. Oh, yeah. There's, there's a lot of like silhouettes and like Just shadows. like an incredible yeah, yeah. amount of helicopter shots. Just like, just too many. Um, of just like Bradley Cooper running in a suburban neighborhood helicopter shot. Um, no, but I think that's really well shot. Oh, I think it's right. edited it really well. Shot by um, uh, the gentleman from God? Uh, Spotlight. Oh, yeah, that guy. Yeah. Warrior, Black Mass, The Gray. No, that's cool. Black Mask. Boys being boys yeah. movies. Yeah. Well, Black Mask is homicidal <laughs> maniacs being homicidal <laughs> maniacs. Exactly. God, that movie sucks. Um, oh, I would love for someone to pick it. I would, oh, I could. Like, I, I talked about this recently with a friend talking about really? someone who's like, yeah, I haven't seen Black Mask. I'm like, don't. It's horrible. It's actually like a really like shitty, gross film. Yeah, yeah if really? you like violence, egregious violence towards women, that's your movie. It's fucking bullshit. Sorry, I don't know why I'm getting on this black mask part. Um, but no, I think that the dance scene is really well done. Yeah. Um, and I, I mean, like, like I feel like it, it goes into the pattern of uh, it shouldn't work as well as it does. Like, it hardly works as well. Mm-hmm. Um, because, it, of course, like, it's gonna... It's, it's, it symbolizes their... Uh, their baptism of sorts like they're cleansing themselves of trial by fire insecurities right and, i see uh, that i mean they have great chemistry and that's why that scene works they have great yeah. chemistry. oh they God, do they're, be so dancing. they're actually they're actually really good together they do be dancing it's crazy knows. that he's 15 years older than her yeah they, he yeah, looks, she's, looks so young that's that's what gets me she's like our age when she won this oscar wild well i don't think that young was she I mean, around our age. Okay, then that's a little. Jennifer late. Lawrence was actually sixteen when she won the Oscar. <laughs> oh, fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> she was younger than Anna Paquin, surprisingly. Oh my god. Jennifer Lawrence is actually seven years old. She's actually younger than Wallace, who is also nominated as a young actress. That's <laughs> right. She was actually in *Beasts of the Wild*. Swap those two actresses. <laughs> oh god. Oh, that's so funny. Um. Yeah. No, I think that scene's pretty good. What do you think of the final dance, Fletcher? Oh, I really like it. As I said, they do be dancing. Like the, it's they do just, be dancing. It's, it's true. Really fun. What more and do you like, need? I want. I want to talk about it, but I feel like that's one of my favorite. There, a scene within a scene is in that part. That's <laughs> probably my favorite part. So I don't. We can to, talk about it. Yeah. Talk, Should we? Yeah, we pivot? can talk about. It. Let's okay, pivot. Well, I really pivot. like in that scene when it cuts to Jackie Weaver. <laughs> and she i know i we've joked all about jackie weaver like ha ha crabby style. oh i was always serious about her no, i'm dead I'm serious about jackie i'm weaver. dead yeah <laughs> dead, it's not a joke crabby snacks not, need to it's be not a joke fletcher jesus it's christ not. but no i think it's so it's so beautiful when it cuts to her and she's been dealing with all this shit and then she's like she she's like, really has she's, she's gotten got tears in her ugh. eyes she's so excited for them like she's smiling and that part i'm like I can finally breathe a sigh of relief for her. Like she's been, she's been really trying so hard to like help her son and like help her whole family and like make these freaking crabby snacks was like, th- that's the way she shows her love. And it's finally like, it's okay. And then the, the end scene, you see her and they're cooking and everything. And it's like, she's showing, um, I forget, Danny, I think is his friend's name in the film. I don't know. Um, Chris Tucker. Yeah, Chris Tucker. She's showing mm-hmm. him how to like make the crabby snacks, which is like just chef's kiss. Honestly, so nice. That part's really good. 
like it, honestly that that whole the day in the dancing when it cuts to her gives you like, that I just, serotonin that, i can see it right in my right in my head like brain memory it's like in there that would be I fantastic i agree clay you got a favorite scene of the movie super lines playbook the motion picture directed by david o russell uh, with a period not a not a little comma a little tricky there it was nominated period. for several Academy Awards. It's, it's the period after the O. You the would think it would be a little The, uh, the acclaimed uh, film Joy. Actually, no. It True. was the predecessor to American Hustle, I believe. The pre-predecessor. Pre-pre-joy. Pre-predecessor. Absolutely. <laughs> That's a, a new movie term. that definitely exists. Yeah. 100%. Everyone's seen it. And also, yeah. I've heard... I've, someone's told me this. It was shot in your hometown? I... Wait, I think someone's told me this. Rumor. Oh, okay. If I may. I mean, you, you can. You can if you want. I'm going to confirm the rumor. Up to you. Up to you. Um, so I... Give me, one, uh, give me one second. I think that that means that I should go. Yeah, I want to hear your favorite scene. I... It's tough not to just be like Kravis and X and Homemades. Line delivery. Like it literally is. It literally it's is. It's not so just gonna take the mantle. Just do here. it. Own it. That's the best scene. <laughs> That's your favorite. Um, hmm, favorite scene. <laughs> I think. I think yeah, they're kind of the showstopper and the one where you like. It's weird. Like someone from the academy walked into this scene and handed Jennifer Lawrence an Academy Award. Yeah, was probably the diner scene. Yeah. Like was- like it's just kind of like they're a very unconventional and almost um awkward it's so cute good. like it's you know it's, what robert de niro movie it reminds me of what this film mm-hmm. no that diner scene oh what de niro film uh taxi driver heat uh <laughs> I'm, I'm really i'm really joking oh, i was just trying to joking? think of like oh. a famous diner yeah no like a little cute meet meet cute with al pacino robert de niro that, that's what i think of when i saw, yeah. saw that scene well you could say taxi driver like in sincerity because like with with the scene with him and Sybil Shepherd. oh that's um, right I forgot about that when when he's when they're like having fruit cups or whatever it's true I do think Al Pacino and uh, Robert De Niro in that movie have romantic chemistry but that's just yeah. my take and it's also when they kiss I went into this this night thinking we would definitely talk about Al Pacino and the Silver Linings playbook film <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's 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 the Duncan Chino. He's he's Ooh, he's the man. Foreshadowing, foreshadowing. Yeah, Duncan foreshadowing. Chino. So, is your um, answer then? Yeah, yeah diner scene. I'm saying diner scene. Oh, diner um, scene. Yeah, because I, I, yeah, I mean, I just think I just think that they it's the scene that confirms how how good they're going to be together. And, yeah. Um, and yeah, of course, everything after that. Um, the one police officer in Philly that intervenes. Um, He's yeah, it's always really, there. Really, um, it's a really good kind of showcase for everybody involved. Mm. So sorry, sorry about the little interruption earlier. I had a something going on. Um, my favorite scene. Is I think I want wrong. a better apology than that. All right, well, my, my, I'm sorry. Be in the form of what was your favorite scene? All right, not, <laughs> as long as it's a good scene. <laughs> yeah. If it's God a scene it. in the pressure film, silver lining, as long as it involves Jackie Weaver, <laughs> then we're solid. Oh, there's so much pressure right now. I don't know if I can handle it. Um, 
I like the fo- I like him at the um, oh, what's the term? Uh, tailgating. Uh, I like yeah, I like him at the tailgate. I think that's really fun. I think yeah, that movie crazy. builds it up to really well. And I also love his therapist in this movie. I think he's great. Yeah. I, I want to get the name right. Um, but I love, I just, I love um, his role in it. I love how much empathy he uh, has with, when in those scenes when he's talking to uh, Pat. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I mean, I buy the switch to him being like a huge ass Eagles fan at that tailgating uh, or that tailgate. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Anupam Kerr. Um, he's great. Uh, I'm a big fan. I'm, I'm usually, I usually dr- get drawn to the therapists in movies and like, cause they're usually always good. I'm yeah. They're kind of like a like moral a... center. Yeah. And they always cast a good character. Awful actor. Good. Yeah. They always, it's also like a character actor. Like you never cast a movie star as a therapist, unless yeah. like Robin Williams. But that's like that's one in a million. It's usually just and like the therapist. What's a good character? Plays actor? The bad person, the one that's like kind of egging on the protagonist. Mm-hmm. The only time that I can think of that is Catherine Zeta-Jones in Side Effects. Hmm. Well, Spoilers for Side Effects. Sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I think like the editing, like the that's like the buildup of that scene. Them just going crazy and all. It, it, it's it, there's a lot of joy in that, and it's I think it's a lot of um, I think it earns it honestly because it, it is a build up to this game. Um, the whole fight. I'm like, yeah, whatever. Like you know, the racism there. Just is like, okay, yeah, I get it. Movie. All right, you're 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 trying to be woke, even though Shea Wiggum said Asian invasion literally a few scenes before, but now he's the good guy. Okay. <laughs> oh right, sure. Um, but, but no, I, I think that, uh, I think that's a good scene. Um, I mean, any really, but like them dancing together is also great, especially with Chris Tucker. Oh, that's actually my favorite scene. I I lied. My favorite scene is teaches them how to dance. Yeah. It seems like you just have a lot of favorite scenes, which leads me to believe that you did like this movie. Yeah, that is I, kind of contradictory, isn't it? When you have a it lot, of, when, you, when you have a lot of scenes that you like, it usually means that it's. <laughs> it's true. I think it's, it's time true. to fire up joy, yes. if you will. Yeah. I think I just like, think I how it ends. Joy is the movie for me. <laughs> the and movie then, that was shot in my hometown. Wow. Unabashedly <laughs> love joy. What if I just watched Joy and I'm like, what great if movie. You, when you are great, oh, when, when, yeah, joy? right. You yeah. know me, Fletcher. You know me. I know I, you. <laughs> you do know me. Exactly. Oh. But yeah, wow. Silver Linings Playbook, a movie that we've seen and talked about. So let's move into shout outs. Um, Fletcher, would you like to go first with any criticisms, video essays? Is it interesting? Okay, on this film or just in general? Because <laughs> when you, you said- can do both. Okay, well... Oh, can you? Why not? Yeah, sure. Okay, you know what? Yeah. Let's... On this film, I would say something that really I would like to shout out is the, the parents' review of it, because obviously it sucked, because I didn't get to see this movie, because my parents read the review, and they're like, no, it's not suitable for children under the age of 17. Dave Wiggins so says Asian invasion. I'd rather you kids, not. The kids' <laughs> sense thing is not... I might have to go soon because I think my roommates are gonna start talking outside. Um, gotcha. <laughs> so, you betcha. Um, I I would say the the kids sense review, also the book itself. Um, I honestly haven't read that much more on it, but I did read the kids sense review because I was like, why aren't my parents letting me see it? And it was just like language, as we said, 
So, <laughs> language indeed. And say it was good, but also bad. No nudity, no violence. I forget like, what the website's called, but you know that one that like reviews things for kids. Yeah. yeah. Like, can your can your child child see this movie? Like that one. Any parents the out there? So any parents out there listening to this podcast? I mean, I don't know. Let your child, let your five year old child watch Silver Linings. It's true. It's true. Yeah. Read the review and then let them watch it, no matter what. That's that's exactly. that's my recommendation. Just listen to this and hear my advice. Yeah. Honestly, you should be hearing a twenty-year-old's advice for parenting. Let's be honest. That's really that's really who you need to no, listen. No, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. We really know what's going on. Jack, I do you have any pieces? Interesting. Just Mark Komod's review of this movie. He kind of shares my thoughts, where it's like I can't believe this thing works as it does. Um, yeah, and that's pretty much it. I feel like it's kind of the it's kind of dry of kind of video criticism yeah and that's kind of like my go-to yeah i mean there's not like a in yeah i always trust i I always like analysis of this this video i think it's hard to take too much away from it because it is very much poppy in a lot of ways um Mm -hmm. my shout outs would be again i'll i'll uh we'll put a link up of the indie wire review but try to learn more about bipolar disorder you know like i mean Oh, go ahead. Know, I know know who who wrote the IndieWire review because I I did read that and that was my my professor, Eric. Oh, Knapp. so shout out to him. He's very fun. Right, right criticism. So that's fair. I'm that, glad no, that's that you great. put that in there. Yeah, yeah, that's a shout out. Um, but oh, yeah, no, yeah. like learn more about bipolar disorder by reading like reviews of this movie done by or like interviews uh, of psychologists talking about this movie, just learn about more, learn more about bipolar disorder in general. It's a, again, it's very stigmatized media and all that. Oh yeah. It's better to be more aware, be more sensitive of illnesses like this, learn some stuff. I mean, this movie's, this movie is a good jumping off point. You want to know more? You want to know more how you can like, you know, how to be more sensitive about this stuff. Go read some stuff, take your medication. That's my, those are my shout outs really just, you know, we're all dealing with stuff. Try to learn. Try to be more sensitive. Watch this and... movie, honestly. I think it's a pretty a pretty respectful mm-hmm. portrayal. I don't know if yeah. it has to be fully accurate for everyone. I think it's you can't really be accurate or inaccurate in some of the... You can be inaccurate. But, you know, I think it's... Yeah, it's respectful. never going to be 100%. Yeah. Exactly. It's never going to be 100% accuracy. But, yeah, no, go... Uh, you know, again, I'll just link a... There's an interview with a psychologist for IndieWire that... Um, that I would definitely recommend because it makes you, mm-hmm. learn, you know, you had a better, more well-rounded understanding of how it is to live with bipolar disorder. Um, yeah, and take your medication. Oh, also, I really want to say this. This movie, with this cop who keeps coming in and, you know, to try to, you know, like, you know, take every, take down every, take, ugh, I can't speak. To bring down the tension, he you know responds to crisis because of this guy who's having like a mental breakdown. I don't know. Maybe we don't need to send a cop for that in the future. Maybe there's a better way to do that. I don't know. Maybe that means we should defund the police. I'm just saying stuff. I don't know. Maybe we send a c- civil servant there, or not a civil servant, but like a uh, someone who has a mental health training. I don't know to deal with those kind of situations because it seems like a cop with a gun is probably not the best those scenarios that's all i'm saying that's all i noticed it just kind of made me oh this film really does show that this is the worst guy to really be in this middle the middle of the situation got it that's all i'm saying 
Silver Linings Playbook said defund the police. <laughs> they, they did. definitely they show did. him in an annoying light, so I would say yep. that they are against him. Yep. There you go. David Russell is actually woke. No. <laughs> I would hesitate to say that. But. Oh, what am I going to get in trouble for? He didn't do any. Oh, wait, he did a lot of things wrong. Never mind. Well, actually, you have said in the past as well that you are uncancelable. It's I'm... so you know. I, I regret to inform. <laughs> that's, that's that's really funny. Um, I I've totally said okay. that. That's a complete truth. All right, we got. Well, yeah, let can... go. Yeah, where can you be found on the internet by any chance? Also, it's, I, I don't want to go, but I feel like it's going to get loud. <laughs> oh, don't worry about it. No, on the internet, uh, you can find me at, um, if you just like search my name in Google. No, I'm kidding. I do that sometimes <laughs> to make sure that no one's writing slander about me. And one time I found out I had an IMDb page and it was like kind of a weird moment. Um, you could what find have you me, been in? I was an intern on a documentary film. Oh, congratulations. Oh, Which Thank one? You called down a darkened stairwell it is about uh it is about the police it is a documentary about the shooting of akai Gurley mm-hmm. and the police officer who shot him the chinese community versus the black community in new york city very interesting i had mm, fun not fun but like i had an introspective <laughs> time working on it it was a mm-hmm. little bit stressful but i enjoyed it um, we got our imdb imdb page yeah it, it's so. nothing i got that um I would say you could find me on the internet on my Twitter, which is at Fletcher Peters, not to be consumed, confused with at Fletcher Peters. The at Fletcher Peters at was taken. So it's my name with a, a capital I as the L. Classic uh, debacle that Clay has faced recently with mm. usernames. Let's not talk about it. I'm very, I'm very traumatized by <laughs> Look, it. Look, I understand <laughs> your struggle. I understand your struggle. But yeah, find me on Twitter. Um, I also run a, an Instagram page. Shout out to this. That's about Chris Sandwiches. So if you want to follow that too, it's at Chris Sandwiches on Instagram. That's the only other fun thing. Fantastic. Love to see it. Media. Love to see it. Fun yeah. stuff. Yeah. I would say so. so you want to go next? Or no, should I go, go next? Okay. You go. I usually go second. Oh. You go. I'll go. It's go. Ginger, ginger Rights Night tonight. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, That's really funny. Yeah. I'm uh, on Twitter as well. Jack A. Draper is where I can be found. And um, I've written at places such as The Simple File, and I now have a Medium profile Ooh. for any of those that are interested. I'm just a writing dot different... I'm not sure the word for it, but I'm just... You're writing for use, yourself. I'm using it more? How about that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. You're writing for the public, not for the mainstream media you're not writing for the dot coms you are you're 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 an independent anarchist you're writing for yourself you're writing the for code at uk's <laughs> yeah it's my you're not conformist term. it's my diary how about that it is your diary i love reading your diary um <laughs> i'm just gonna end it there uh no uh everyone everyone can follow me at birds of clay on twitter um great <laughs> just i love it so much that's a really uh, Thank you. Uh, it took a lot. Took a very long time to figure that one out. Uh, you can follow me at Birds of Clay on uh, Letterbox. You can follow me on Instagram at Mr. Clay Williams. You can follow the podcast Twitter account at ETT Pod. Uh, you can send us an email at Exiting Through the Two Thousand Tens, all spelled at uh, all spelled out at yeah, gmail.com. Just our, name. Yeah. Uh, just our name with the numbers. Don't write out the fucking numbers. Don't be that asshole. Um, <laughs> You can leave us. I think style not to. So it's true. It's true. Um, 
leave, you can leave us a voicemail on Anchor, comment, concern, whatever you have, uh, question. Um, please remember to rate us five stars on iTunes. We'd really appreciate it. You know, uh, please subscribe. Listen to more yeah. of the podcast. Come on, we're great. We're fantastic. You want to listen <laughs> to more of it? I know you do. Um, yeah, next week we have. Although, like, I, I would, like, of course, we want to encourage people to like spread the word to of us to to anybody that would find us interesting. But at the same yeah, time, sure. it's, it's sure. like I just can't again. Like I said, this in a Star Is Born. It's wild that people would people listen, do to listen to this. It's crazy. It it's it's, it's crazy. crazy. It's kind of why dumb, there's so many other movie podcasts hosted by boys, and the, you choose They're just us. waiting for you to talk about listening to, to about watching Joy. Yeah, it's true. They we got to do our Joy episode. Talk about Joy. They're we'll like, do that on our hundredth episode. Promise. Oh my goodness. Joy. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, Can we have you back on for Joy? Yeah, of course. No, I've got to rewatch it now. That's, that's I great. mean, that's kind of what you've been setting up this whole time. It's like, yeah, okay, I'm going to go like, on their I, I can take a hint, Fletcher. <laughs> I can take a hint. Yeah. Bring yeah. me back for joy. <laughs> Hello. Um, next week is a three-time, now a three-time guest, Shea Vassar. Uh, <gasps> coming. I love her. Oh, yeah, she's, oh, she's the best. And we're gonna invite her to joy. Though. Invite her to joy. Oh, Can you do double guest? She'll be in. If you I, tell I, her it's I, me. I, I, I bet she would be in. I bet she'd be in for that. It's gonna be like let her know. Oh yeah, no. It's like <laughs> wild, like just like shouting over each other, like no. Jennifer no, Lawrence is no. gonna come over. Jennifer Robert Lawrence is gonna guest on the podcast. No, Bradley Cooper. <laughs> no, we can't. No, no, of he, uh, David or Russell, maybe if he won't. David Russell like, strangely, like he comes. Yeah. Yeah, he's just like yeah, he's, he seems be like a super chill dude. He's actually too, been here so. the whole time, just like sitting on the Zoom. It's true. He just it's says, true. David, are you gonna yeah. comment? Hello. Yeah, he's he's been muted himself while he's been typed expletives in the chat the entire time. Uh, yeah, he's in the waiting room. He's in the waiting room. Oh God. <laughs> Um, yeah, what, no, it would be even oh, yeah, better. It would be if it, even better if it was just you and Shay. Yeah, yeah. But it's like now, we, we don't even host it. We're not even there. It's just Fletcher and Shay. They started a new oh. podcast called the Joy Podcast. <laughs> um, Joy David you can't do Joy yeah. Luck Club. That's already taken. Oh damn! But uh, next week we got her. Uh, you know, like cigar and robe, three time, three timers club ready. Jacket. I gotta send her. The, I gotta send her the three time rope. Yeah. And we're gonna do Parchan oh. Rook's excellent thriller, The Hand, The Handmaiden. Ooh, uh, that a film I have not seen that people uh, hate me for. And you already gave it five stars, so you don't um, have to see the apparently, but you do I, have to see Joy. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Joy! What a joy to talk about Joy and Fletcher. You're such a joy. Thank you oh for coming gosh. on again. You guys are such joys. Thank you so much for having me. I've had. Please come time. back. Um, yeah. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch Joy tonight. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Um, thank you all so much for listening. Yeah. Uh, stay safe. Stay at home. Wear a fucking mask. Um, Watch. And you know what? The 2016 movie. Enjoy. <laughs> yeah, that too. <laughs> like two I, I think it's 2015. It's 2015. No, it's, it's 2016. 2015. It's 2016. I'm more I than positive. I fight you on this. It's 2015. Don't listen to Jack. Don't even do research. Do not fact check me. It is 2015. And... Remember, it's not defund the police. Okay. Black lives matter. Black lives matter. And we'll catch you all next time on Exiting Through the 2010s. <laughs>